Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we watch this week. This is episode 259, and my name is Dan Gorman. Everyone in here is against me. I bet they think I'm a smelly loser. Why do they, why do they think mean things about me? I bet they don't understand my cool 90s fashion. They think my sweater's ugly. Ring, ring. The 90s called. They want their sweater back because it's great, and they miss it, but they can't have it because it's mine now. <laughs> Wow. My name's Greg Legro, and a day without sunshine is like, you know, night. <laughs> and welcome our very special guest. Hello, I didn't bring a quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The one thing I didn't prepare for. That's all right. That's right. Zoe's the curveball. Yeah. Mm. Who are you? Oh, <laughs> I guess people would want to know. My name is Courtney Small. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of the Changing Real podcast on Modern Superior. Yeah. I guess every other Thursday, sometimes Friday if we're a little late. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We're mostly Wednesdays, sometimes Thursday. <laughs> yeah, sometimes other days. Um, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. You are our me. final guest in the trilogy of guests while Casey's away. Yeah. Um, and we're super excited to have you. Yeah. And everybody should go listen to Changing Reels. Absolutely. Do you want to give like a real quick... What what could what will they expect when they come to your show? Um, on our show, we talk about diversity in cinema, and we do so by looking at films that are underappreciated in our eyes. And um, we also, instead of talking about, I guess, film news, we substitute that type of stuff with talking about two short films. So yeah. we uh, each pick a, each pick a short film that hopefully relates to whatever yeah. the main feature of film is. Awesome. So listen to it. You're going to love it. Greg is dying. To joke to death over here. <laughs> Go down the wrong tube. <coughs> oh, yeah. That's the worst. The coffee went the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and I, the thing I love about your show, on top of the fact that, like, you, you, we were talking before the show and you were mentioning, like, you know, if we do do, like, a big artist or director, we'll do something that maybe you would not, wouldn't expect. So you did Scorsese. You did After Hours, which is, which like, is so, awesome. so good. Yeah. yeah. But then I also like that on top of... <laughs> movies you may not ex- may not know or that you may have heard were great but haven't seen it yet i like that you talk about short films because i do feel like that's so underrepresented in, in oh god yeah in 
No one ever knows what's going on in that category in the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, and the the funny thing is, everything that we discuss, especially in terms of the short films, you can find online. Mm-hmm. Nice. And oh, that's great. The reason why we picked the short films is uh, my co-host Andrew had another podcast where he was, I guess, he and his um, partner were discussing directors. So they'd pick a director and just go through their entire canon. So he had invited me on to do um, talk about Danny Villeneuve. Okay. Mm. And we started with Villeneuve's early short films right right and we had such a fun time from that that when we decided to do this show work together we said well let's go back and let's do the short films and because we, we were discussing like if you were in a going to a festival or just showcasing something in your own theater instead of showing like a commercial for a toyota which you yeah. see on tv <laughs> yeah yeah what short film would you show in front of whatever film and that's what kind of sparked the debate that's so yeah. awesome so good and it's great that you like short films are something you can find now or more readily and a lot of them are available online like when i was you know a teenager or whatever and i'd be hearing about great short films at the oscars i'm like i don't know where you get those <laughs> they aren't at blockbuster yeah so. <laughs> no yeah so check out changing reels on modernsperior.com and while you're on the internet doing uh-huh. that, you can email us at info at modernsuperior.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes, uh, and you can tell all your friends about us in real life, and then go to facebook.com slash synwbc. You can do all those things. Um, so before we get to Film Roulette, where we will be talking about a bevy of King Kongs yes. um, and more in Film Roulette, we will do some new news, movies we've been watching, and, and more. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote down that there was a lot of trailers this week, yeah. and I feel like we threw it to you, and you're like, I haven't seen a lot of yeah, trailers, yeah. too. I feel like that's the news of the week. <laughs> the news of the trailers. week seems to be new movies coming out. <laughs> Did you have anyone in particular that you thought caught your eye, or that you have something to say about, you think? Or? Um, well, I know you had talked about uh, mentioning Atomic Bomb. Blonde. Yeah, Atomic Blonde. And that one caught my eye for two reasons. Actually, no, three reasons. Uh, the first one, the action looked great. Yeah. This, the second reason was it reminded me a lot, and I'm hoping it's not um, the Selma Hayek film, Evelyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know no. if you saw that one. But I again, didn't. it's part of that. She was part of that um, group of 50-year-old actors all trying to do Taken when Taken yeah. was popular. So this one was about 20, <laughs> 2014, and you yeah. got Selma Hayek, a whole whack load of guns. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you find out that she's basically fighting this gang yakuza what what have you okay. but it's all set in a hotel room which is oh. their first mistake yeah because if you're gonna have a non-stop action kind of film yeah yeah locations yeah location yeah. there's only so much you can do in a hotel <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it just got it just went really weird so i'm hoping it's not that and yeah i like charlie's uh the one thing that i worried about from this trailer was the trailer showed way too much like yeah, i yeah. felt like well, i i knew the now. story the yeah, twist yeah you know it's yeah, trailers have gotten too out of hand where we have trailers to trailers and then the trailer yeah. shows the whole movie yeah. Scott. got. <laughs> uh, yeah. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Atomic Blonde, I guess this is from the co-director of the um, John Wick movies. Uh, he was an uncredited mm-hmm. co-director, I think, on the first one, and then he was around for some of the second one, I think. Right. Um, I thought that the action looked awesome in this trailer, um, but I did also think like it also seemed very like i hope they're bucking some of the trends that they show in the trailer because i just thought like okay we have you know she's going to become 
close to another woman and there'll be there'll be all this sort of like i just felt like the trailer had a, a lot of like male gaze going on <laughs> like yeah. oh check it out she's getting into hot lesbian sex yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna like pan the camera up her butt like <laughs> and 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 i and i feel like when when i watch the fast and the furious movies and and even that triple x movie the return of xander cage i'm like are we still doing the like all right here we are at the like drag drag strip let's put the camera up eight women's butts and yeah, i'm just yeah, like yeah. i feel like we've moved on past this no and I, and I would have expected this movie which seems to be sort of like we're gonna give like a, a real kick-ass like woman-led action movie and i was and i just hope that it is that yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably not no yeah i hope but it looks like it looks like it has dope action yeah great yeah i hope so yeah you know what else looks like it has dope action what baby driver yes yeah did you watch the trailer for baby driver i watched it today yeah because yeah. somehow did you think? when i went to see um the kong film they didn't play that trailer yeah they oh. didn't play it for us either no i got like the mummy yeah uh-huh. i got it i, I went so like, i guess the imax one so yeah. they, they showed me imax related trailer okay right right, right. but Baby Driver looks so damn good man oh, it looks so good. damn good so, so good. good it's like edgar wright decided i'm really good at doing the soundtrack drops so i'll just write my movie to be about a guy who does his own soundtrack drops <laughs> and drives a car awesome yeah pretty good um and even just in the trailer little bits of car stunt stuff going on there actual stunt work too which is just great uh really cool yeah really cool stuff yeah there's a one one car trick in particular yeah that looks really cool <laughs> really amazing really yeah hard, really hard to do <laughs> yeah and everybody in it looks great <clears throat> yeah looks like a real good that ensemble cast, is cast ridiculous right yeah. oh man um is that what uh jamie fox yeah yeah jamie fox john ham yeah um what's the and is that that's the kid from uh what's that movie that you saw about uh kids with cancer what oh cancer the fault in our stars that's the one is that him I think fella? so. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks great in this. He does. And I liked the, the Fault in, my star, in Our Stars yes, a lot. Did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good movie. I uh, want yeah, people yeah. that listen to Modern Superior, listen to See You Next Wednesday, yeah. go watch The Fault in Our Stars and try not to fucking cry. I yeah. dare you. I fucking dare you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ansel Elgort yeah. is his name. And yeah, he was in The Divergent Insurgent. Right, That's right, where right, I remember right. him from. Oh, Divergent. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's the for, lead in Baby Driver. Right. Yeah, which is, I guess, about you know he's it's it does seem like we're gonna coerce you into doing one last job. Sure, sure, sure. But just Listen, looks so. Good. I'm so game for that story all the time. Always, uh, I'll <laughs> never tire of it. Yeah, terrific. And he's yeah. got like a weird thing, and he, he uses the music to calm him down. And he's got some like he was in an accident when yeah. he was a child, so the music you know clears his thoughts and makes yeah. him a sweet sweet driver. Yeah. So yeah, dynamite. Yeah, so I've, good. I've realized over the years. Um, because I have a weird obsession with the Fast and Furious films. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I not. know very little <laughs> about cars in terms of the makes, models, how to fix them. But if you've got a good car movie, I am there. So yeah, you know, yeah, I am yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping that Need for Speed was going to be a good car movie. Yeah. But then yeah, I heard it was not a good. good uh, falling asleep during <laughs> that movie. Holy, I it has some moments, but yeah, it's not that. <clears throat> I started that movie like five times. I've seen eight minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other trailer? The other trailer was uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, there's all the buzz and it looks like Affleck one's out. Yeah. And everyone's like worried that Wonder Woman's going to be a mess. But boy, the trailers are still damn good for this. This does look like. It looks great. Good. 
What did I you hope think? it's good. Please be good. <laughs> I have only seen the, I guess, the first one. Sure. Okay. All right. And it was so good yeah. that I said I can't see anymore. Yeah, no, I, yeah. You, I, ha- I you have my money already. Like, I'm sold. And I don't I, need to and see and other I'm parts. I'm praying that it is the one DC film of late that will actually be so, solid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, yeah. Here's the thing, though. DC is in the business of putting out great trailers for terrible movies. This I is feel true. like I've been fooled Man by DC. Steel, oh, a lot God. of trailer. Yeah. So good. Suicide Squad, I was like, maybe this is going to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. And but, then, uh, but this is like, you could see the cracks in a few of them coming up, like when they try the new angle trailer, like we're going to try and rope you in with a little bit of this mood now. Yeah. And this is a different mood than the first Wonder Woman trailer. It's still pretty serious, but it our it's it's more background stuff going on. It yeah. gives a really different look to the film, or it shows another world of it anyway, and it still worked really well. And I'm like, yeah, I really, really want to see this. She looks great in it. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope this is the one. And it's from the director of Monster. Yeah. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. So please be the one. Please. If, she's, if this doesn't work, if this goes bad. What what happens to DC? I don't know. You know what they'll do? They'll just. They'll keep on making they'll them. They'll keep on making them. <laughs> and then they'll reboot. Yeah. And they'll just reboot. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Please be good, though. It looks great. I know. I would really like it if this movie was good. And it will make up. If this one's good, they can they can run with this. Yeah. This can be the starting over point. We can be like, oops. Yeah. Sorry about all that junk before. Yeah. You I know. saw uh, in passing some news about DC, and I want to say it was the Matt, Matt Reeves, the guy who's, who they say is going to do the new Batman. Yeah. There were some. You know, he's out now. He's too, out he? now. Yeah. But then he was back. Was he? Yeah. But I saw some some article that was like DC really wants this director to turn to write the ship, and it was like, yeah, no shit. Like yeah. you need somebody to write this ship. Yeah, yeah, because things are yeah. out of fucking control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you generally? Because um, before we were recording, you brought up some comic book stuff when you guys were talking about Spider Man upstairs. Are you generally like into the comic book movies? I am. Um, I'm getting to the point though where. I'm starting to be a little more choosy. Yeah. Sure. What I see. Because <laughs> I've invested so many hours I and know. so many dollars. Like, I haven't seen Logan yet. Okay. Ah. And I everyone keeps saying it's great. It is. I still have, um, what is it, X-Men Apocalypse? You don't need my Netflix Have you seen that? <laughs> not yet. It's not good. I've, you know. You, if there's any to skip. In it. There's good scenes. Yeah. But, I mean, as a movie. Yeah. It's such a disappointment because I did enjoy Days of Future Past. I thought it was a lot of fun. Not, it's not like a great movie, but it's a great time in the yeah. movies. See, Days of Future Past is fun, but I yeah. find it's great for one scene. Yeah. yeah. And then, because when you rewatch it, you're like, it's not really that no, strong man. a movie. Yeah, yeah. And I find all, out of all the X-Men films, including the Wolverine stuff, I, yeah. I didn't mind the Wolverine. And that's just no. because X-Men Origins was horrific. So horrible. And the Wolverine is like 70% terrific. Yeah, and then the thirty percent that's not is really a fucking unfortunate mess. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm one of the the people that still enjoys X two. I know there's been Listen, like a yeah, huge backlash, yeah, but yeah. I, well, I've, I've ones... talked some shit about X two, but it is good, and mm-hmm. it has a bunch of great scenes in it. And I talk shit about it not because it's a bad movie, but because it felt like a a middle. It was like the, your Empire Strikes Back, but you don't have a landing anywhere. Yeah. It was like this promise of what was to come. It was just we really opened it up. We bettered the first movie. You got your first kind of glimpse of Wolverine really doing his thing, and it was like, and here we go, Dark Phoenix saga yeah. coming up. <laughs> We're gonna totally fuck it all up, buddy, <laughs> and never do anything good again. You know, it's, it really felt like it. Did, so yeah. it kind of just it took all the steam out of X two for me. 
But I kind of want I, because I liked Logan so much, I sort of want to go back to the beginning and watch those again. Not Origins. Yeah. Can't do that. I I came down light on on Apocalypse. I thought it was like dumb, fun in a Stephen Summers the Mummy kind of way, uh-huh. like it, but not nearly as good. Yeah, um, no, the Mummy because <laughs> I love the Mummy Apocalypse. Yeah, but totally. It, it, it had that kind of feel to it. But I feel like if there's anyone that you can like skip and then circle back on, it'll yeah. be that one because like nothing of importance happens. No, it's just fun. It is sort of at times. I, no, I want both. Never yeah. Mind. Uh, but you should see Logan. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely will. And I know there's there's times where I've doubled back on a film that I was like I when I first saw Guardians, I thought that oh, yeah, was okay. Yeah. And then I watched it again. I was like, no, this film's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like so, there's times where that will happen. Yeah. So. Uh, Deadpool was that for me. See, Deadpool, I watched it both times. I was like, eh, it, it has its moments. Yeah. I didn't love it as much as everyone else, but I didn't hate it either. It's just yeah. Kinda, sure. I liked it more the yeah. second time. I like Guardians way more. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Logan is. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Um, I, oh, somebody mentioned on uh, Facebook, because we did both, both Matt Brown and I were yeah. like, better than Unforgiven. Yeah. And uh, fair enough. It's all taste stuff, you know. But, yeah. you know, I'm uh, drawn to watch Unforgiven again. Probably not. It is a, it is the template for the modern Western, but the modern <laughs> Western is not fucking great, man. Uh, there's been some okay Western stuff on television. You get some Deadwood and stuff like that. But the modern Western has been pretty flat for me. Um, other than yeah. Tomahawk, I guess. I don't know. There's probably something else I'm not thinking of, or a couple, maybe. Uh, in the Valley of Violence, yeah. very good. Um, but I don't know that that has a lot to do with Unforgiven. It's Unforgiven is a little bit just trapped in the 90s for me. <clears throat> yeah, I can see Which that. Which is, mm, I don't know. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just sits in a weird place for me where it isn't timeless. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to really, I'm not, I don't know if I'll watch it again, ever. Yeah. Whereas I know I'm going to. But it's because I love Wolverine. What are we going to do? I'm going to watch Logan Punch. <laughs> fucking great, man. Yeah. It looks so good. They're going to put that black and white cut out of the Blu-ray. Are you kidding me? Is that... A, okay, is that a, like... So they're doing the black and white yeah. Logan cut. Was that something that they wanted to do from the start? Or, or are they just being like the... I don't give the, a the, shit. The it, it's, it Fury fits. Road thing. It's going to fucking fit. Okay. Uh, and the Fury Road thing, apparently... I didn't see it uh, when they put it on the big screen. Good. Apparently just amazing in black and white. Uh, and I th- I just feel like Logan would be a film the way it's framed, the way the story rolls, yeah. uh, is going to benefit from it. There's some really beautiful images in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a good so movie. Go see the, the fucking. Does movie. the? I'm still going to see it, but um, yeah. does the no, R rating for everyone? The R rating be <laughs> justified? Because I know yeah. they decided well, at first, after. Listen, Deadpool. there's a lot of f bombs in the first couple of minutes, and I was like, did we do this just so they can say fuck a lot? Because I don't know. <laughs> but the 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 violence goes where. You've been wanting it to go since you were a kid reading Wolverine comics where it's like he doesn't use his claws to do anything but tear people's clothes is bullshit. You know, like, let's see it. Let's see the rage. Where's the fucking berserker? And uh, not to be spoiler or anything like that, but the first five, ten minutes of Logan, I've been waiting 17 years to see that. Yeah. Nice. You know, I was like, finally, there it is. That's it. (laughs) And yeah, the R rating fucking a man get into it this is the guy wolverine like not every now we don't have to like dc's like yeah we're gonna make rated r movies too now and yeah. it's like that's not necessarily gonna work out no one needs an r-rated <laughs> flash that's not a thing yeah but wolverine's a character that is full of darkness and violence and rage and i don't know i think we need the things. r-rated flash how does he fuck yeah <laughs> really fast <laughs> super duper fast yeah. uh but anyway uh, yeah, I feel like the R rating works for this story that they wanted to mm-hmm. tell and to present this character in the way that they have not been able to yeah. until this point. And yeah. it's the best showing of Wolverine that's been put to screen so far. Yeah, I've been meaning to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned some other some of the other trailers that we we probably both saw before. 
uh, Kong. They did they did show that mummy trailer again. Have you guys all seen that thing where when it actually accidentally came out without all of the sound on the internet? No. So they accidentally released the trailer in an unfinished form to YouTube and it didn't have all the sound effects in it. So you heard all of the like bass under the music weird sound effects. So it was just like <laughs> <laughs> And it, and I cannot see it in a different light now. It, you should. I'm sure they kept taking it down from YouTube because they yeah. were like, we don't want this out there. <laughs> because the when the plane is going down at the beginning, there's like a looped scream of him going, and it's 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 amazing. But that trailer, I'm just like, does do people want? Okay, so we're talking about Kong later, Skull Island, which is the setup for something bigger in terms of a universe of films yeah and then over here in universal land they're doing the like we'll do the monsters like that yeah, we'll do yeah. the mummy and then we're going to do frankenstein and really does anybody idea. want that no one wants this i want no. i want those monsters to be in cool yeah, fun movies not these movies it's not gonna work it's gonna be dumb mm-hmm. they got the wrong people involved is every i think everyone's trying to do the extended universe well, thing. yeah and it's just like i don't know it's not a, just because it works for marvel it's a very specific thing, yeah. And why it works and how it can work because yeah. they have a system of they've been doing that in the comic books mm-hmm. for 50, 60, 70 years, you know. So it's, it's <laughs> like there's a <laughs> there's a precedent to it. Yeah, it's a world building. They know how to do it, and they did it really, really well. Uh, when you go back, you can see all the cracks in it and the lack of proper story or uh, villains or yeah. character development or. Uh, interesting themes yeah (laughs) but it's a real sweet ride yeah and uh no one else is going to be able to do it right because it doesn't all link together properly Mm -hmm. like that you know what i mean yeah i don't know we'll get to to the kong stuff you have to do it like the the fast and the furious way where you just retrofit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just just make the movies yeah and then at some (laughs) point go all right let's do a team up and this is how we're going to explain it and you know yeah (laughs) totally turns out three was all the way at the beginning of the the plot and like yeah we'll just mess it up later yeah it's great (laughs) totally yeah um we also saw the dunkirk extended uh trailer thing um, oh, I didn't see that. Or no, was the I've extended thing the, in the in the IMAX? The I, yeah, the IMAX so was we'll, just like um, three. I guess you got clips from three kind of story threads, right? And you're just watching things play out. And I didn't realize how involved I was getting. So yeah, it got yeah. to the point where I could feel myself just getting really tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know at the end it's like Dunkirk. Huh. I was like, oh, wait, oh wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not watching a movie. I'm not watching the movie. That was just a, a, a little preview clip. Because they didn't yeah, even yeah. like have the the usual logo. Yeah, you just kind of started, and there's so you see Tom Hardy in a dogfight in yeah. one scene. Then there's um, uh, the guy from Bridges Spies. Is it Mark Rylance? I think yes. so. Yeah. Him and like, I'm assuming it's his two kids on a boat, and they're they're going off to pick up soldiers. So they're going heading straight into the battle, just uh-huh. off of their little dinky sailboat and um then there's men that are trying to get to the evacuation boat and the, the bridge has been blown out okay and they're carrying like an injured soldier or possibly dead soldier yeah and these two guys are trying to get over this thin beam Whoa. to get to the other side and it's just <laughs> those three stories and you're watching play out for i don't know it, it felt like five minutes it was probably like a two minute clip but yeah. it, it was just you know and you're watching that dog fight in the air and you're like 
man, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm yeah, looking forward I, to it. I'm looking forward to it. I am. I, I, I feel like Greg and I, we talked on the show a little bit about like, there's just been so many movies in this world, but I do yeah. feel like Nolan will be, it's going to be something else yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I hope so. Yeah, it's so, like you're pretty much guaranteed every year there's going to be at least three World War II movies. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just it's like, like Hollywood standing. They keep going yeah. back to it. Yeah, Hollywood loves that war. It's the best, <laughs> the best war yeah, ever. So yeah. good, so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, have you guys been? Want, want, should, is there any other movie news or anything, or should we do some stuff that we've been watching? Yeah. Yeah, have you have you been watching any movies and crossing anything off of your watch list uh, this week? Or yeah, I saw about. I think five okay. things, but oh I can gosh. go through nice. quick. <laughs> you know, it was a crazy, the last few weeks at work have been like crazy stressful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then this weekend, my wife was having a girl's weekend out of town. So I was oh, home with yeah. the kids. Nice. There you go. Yeah. And, nice. you know, while they're running around, I'd pop in a movie or when they're sleeping, yeah. like, oh, pop a movie. <laughs> so yeah, one yeah. thing I did watch um, was Logan's Run, which I hadn't nice. yeah. seen. Oh, great. You know, a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> the quality of that film yeah. doesn't necessarily hold up no. as well. But it was still entertaining and I felt there was times where I felt like I was in a Simpsons episode. I don't know if you remember there was I think the teachers went on strike and there was a whole PTA debate. Yeah. So they're having Skinner and Cabropola are talking in front of the um, PTA board. Yeah. The PTA is like, or whatever. Yeah, we need to, um, we need better wages, and we want to have better um, tools for your kids. They're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Good, and then Skinner comes on taxes. You're like, oh yeah, right, the I taxes. love that. <laughs> and I kind of felt like that watching yeah. Logan's Run. I was like, you know, this you told me isn't that bad. Yeah. Oh, right, the killing. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but brilliant, right. wonderful utopia. Yeah, like, they, don't, they don't work. Yeah. Clothing <laughs> options are minimal. Oh, Free yeah, transportation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, the, the death yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But those sweet hairdos. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it was. Um, it's, I, fun. I it. it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it is it fun. It falls into that uh, that nineteen seventies sci fi jam that I yeah. just have so much time for. Like it's so cheesy, but it's like really trying for the social commentary. Terry as best it can. It's kind of mishandled, but. I don't know. There's, it's just like a warm blanket. Those yeah, movies. it's fun. Yeah. It's a. It's like and much of and the. And it's a little better. Like there's crap. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's much worse. Yeah. Than Logan's. Run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like super boring or anything. No, no. no I feel no. like. I, I always hear good and bad things about running. What's it called? The one it's about like a guy in space with his robot and then they're just like farming. It's called like running fuck oh, out, with, uh, uh, silent Bruce running Durant. or something. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like I remember people talking about it and then I watched it when I was younger and I was like, no, this is boring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one that I've like tried to, to, yeah. to like really enjoy. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. man. Plants in space, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I whenever I think of for some reason I saw one of like um the things that pops in my head when Logan's run is brought up is that there was this throwaway joke on Friends that um because I um ended up seeing every episode of Friends when I was younger. Um where Ross is like the sexiest movie ever made. And so anytime anyone says Logan's run, I'm like the sexiest movie ever made just because it has like one scene of nudity. Yeah, yeah. Actually you had a couple. Or is there a couple? Yeah. Because yeah. You, you, there's a scene where they're Logan and um, the, uh, I forget. I think it's Jessica. Yeah. The, the love interests are, you're running away from his fellow. Yeah. Um, Blade runner agent. Yeah. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah. yeah. 
and they have to run through this sex club. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, oh right, no, right. a sex club. Yeah, like, oh wait, there's a sex club where the the catchy music and strobe lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts everyone I'm into coming a back around lust. on this utopia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Sex Kill club. Man. Everybody kills. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, and even for its time, I guess it was still fairly progressive. Yeah. Because totally. He had that whole device where I guess their futuristic version of Tinder. Yeah. Where you can throw yourself into this pool and then they just put up a <laughs> dial and it's like, you want to have sex now? <laughs> but yeah, he, he told yeah. the woman that, you know, as much as he was trying to prod her, he was still like, well, you still have the right to choose. And the entire yeah. time she's like, it's my choice, right? It's like, okay. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got themes and it has ideas and it's trying yeah. to say something, but it's still a sweet little action adventure. It's a lot movie. of running. It's and like it's, a chase it's movie, watchable. right? It doesn't get it doesn't lose itself. Yeah. It's like there's something like Zardoz where it's like, oh, okay, hold. Yeah, so everyone slow down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I do I do feel like I recall Logan's Run at least kind of like like in the in the realm of entertainment like hangs together enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of those movies where you go back to like the sci-fi or the action movies of the seventies and you're like, well, there was two cool scenes and then the yeah. rest was really formless. <laughs> and I do feel like this movie, at least because it was like a chase, a lot of chases and stuff, just like it kept going anyway. And yeah. it looked pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't Jordan seen that in years. Good. Greg, what have you been watching? I watched a little, uh, I guess, I, I guess, depending on who you're talking to, a forgotten gem, okay, or uh, maybe unknown to, to okay. some people. But I watched a uh, a sweet Rennie Harlan jam called Prison. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that. That stars in the Vigo. Door. Yeah, that is a very young Morgan Mortensen. Um, this is the movie Rennie Harlan did right before he did Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, this 4. got him nightmare. He 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 just had this like leapfrog thing happen for a couple of years where he did Prison, which hooked him up with. Nightmare, yeah. which gave him Ford Fairlane. They saw the rushes on Ford Fairlane and were like, this is going to be great. Give him Die Hard 2. Yeah. It was just like, zing, 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 zing. I yeah. have to go to mediocrity. By the time he had the next job, they were like, wait a wait minute. It <laughs> was a lot of cocaine in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Renny? Great. Yeah. What a name. Um, so prison... Uh, I'm hoping good things because this has been on my watch list forever. Yeah, me too. I've been meaning to get around to it. I kept on reading little blurbs about it here and there, and I'm like, this sounds like what I want to watch. So uh, it, the story is pretty, pretty basic. Where yeah. you got a, uh, a prison with a new warden, uh, and it's haunted by a classic. former inmate. It's That's your classic haunted prison. And blah, blah, blah. And the <laughs> warden used to be a guard at okay. the closed prison yeah so obviously he's involved in their stuff going on you got vigo and you got your little prison life and stuff happens many of much of it's supernatural yeah um and i'm like trucking along with this thing and i'm like yeah all right. fun 80s i guess so yeah and then it, i was like wait a second this is amazing yeah <laughs> it's really weirdly paced because yeah. it's kind of the plot is not secondary but they just there's long sequences of just events happening that aren't it isn't driven by a bunch of uh, external dialogue or anything like that they aren't painting a picture for you you just kind of see people's different interactions throughout the prison for a while and it sort of lulls you into this weird kind yeah. of dream state like I totally see why they were like get this guy to do a nightmare a nightmare yeah because it feels weird, weird and dreamy and you're like what's going on why are these guys just talking about then some crazy shit will happen like that guy's on fire <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there's, it's about like every ten or fifteen minutes. There's a pretty bananas, cool thing, effects driven, uh, and some of it fucking cool as shit. A uh, yeah. big event will happen, 
and it just they hit you with it, but then they lull you again with like mm-hmm. a weird sort of, you know, tangential. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just chewed that word up. Don't worry. About <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Tangential. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a series of events and then, like dialogue, and like and then, then another one. Vigo walking around. And I feel like Rennie was just like, I don't know, be James Dean, and Vigo was like, sure. <laughs> wink yeah yeah a wink uh and uh, that's what's going on and things tie together and you kind of get to your end it's not very surprising but yeah. the whole ride to it i was like you know what this movie was fucking dynamite yeah i gotta watch that and the practical effects are really fucking great uh i feel yeah, like that's the weird what pace the weird pace really works for it okay yeah. i feel like that was one of the th- reasons why he did that little zigzag was because they people saw prison and were like well this is visually amazing get him yeah. that like you said and yeah. then they he well, if you watch the Never Sleep Again, like, five-hour documentary about yeah, yeah. them, it's just like, you know, every day Rennie had some crazy new idea, and he just was, like, a visualist. And that's yeah. why a lot of his early movies are dumb and stupid, but look amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> even Ford Fairlane looks pretty looks good. nice. <laughs> it's a real dumb movie. It's, so it's a real bad. shitty movie, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've seen it, like, four times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Prison. I definitely recommend Prison. It's from 1987. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Anyway, okay. it's on YouTube. Yeah, Not hard to find. Look for it. Um, Prison. Do it up. Yeah, I I'm watched the name of the movie at yeah. the end of the thing. Got to remember to do that. Yeah, yeah. For the listeners, <laughs> I watched a couple Netflix picks. Um, a really quick one. I watched a movie from a year and a half ago, I think, on Netflix called Girl Asleep. Which is a coming-of-age movie. Um, it's a first feature for the director. Um, and her name is... Get loading on my phone. Rosemary <laughs> Myers. Um, it's an Australian movie. Uh-huh. And it kind of reminded me of Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl by way of oh. like a Wes Anderson movie. But then also by way of Where the Wild Things Are. Right. Because it's about a... Um, what a young girl <laughs> i said the same thing but i was like it all sounds awesome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i it, it, listen I want all those things this is very together. it is very quirky and and i can can see people will put this movie on and not like it at all right um but it is uh it is a coming of age movie about a girl and um she's new out of school your standard kind of thing and she's turning it's 15 or 16 um, and her parents are going to like have this party for her that she doesn't want to have. And her parents hand out, you know, flyers to everyone at school. And she's just really having a really hard time. And the movie in the end, well, about halfway through takes kind of like a surreal turn where she ends up in the woods with all these weird characters from like a story when she was a kid. And there's this kind of like extended dream sequence. The movie's called girl asleep. It's not really a spoiler, but there's like this extended kind of like dream sequence through the end of the film that is really kind of like obvious, but it's it, it it was just really funny and dry and weird, and I just had a really delightful time with it. And it's only like uh like an hour and twelve minutes or something. Right. It's like a real just like get in get out, yeah, and yeah. it's it's all shot in four three. It's all shot in the square aspect ratio, mm-hmm. which is actually really cool because it gives the movie this kind of like imposing like you know she's coming of age and she hasn't yet come of age so that's almost like there's a whole world out there beyond these sort of like constrained you know (laughs) framing device but everything in the frame is so gorgeous and 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 very well placed and it's really fun and has fun music and i thought it was really funny it it 
it gets a little bit Napoleon Dynamite in in moments, but yeah. not so much that I was like, get out of here. Right. So I do think this is like a fun little gem that I think people should check out on Netflix. See, I wrote cool. that down. What's that movie? Yeah. Called? Based on your Girl asleep. But then when you said Napoleon Dynamite, I was about yeah. to erase it. Yeah. No. So there's <laughs> okay. there's okay. there's literally like there's one character that shows up, and I was like, this is too far into that pool. Yeah. But there's other characters where you're like, I see how this comes in a post Napoleon Dynamite world, but isn't that grating okay but i really liked it um and then i also watched i can't did we talk about i don't feel at home in this world last week the netflix movie yeah. did yeah okay yes. i yes. Can't, couldn't remember if we did or not i know that but you, i watched that and it was great mm, have I, you guys I, I seen read that review yeah well, that right, one's on I my think, queue so. yeah. yeah okay well i won't talk about it then okay and then i also watched um really quickly another new netflix movie that popped up called burning sands um which is this is a cool thing that Netflix is doing. So Sundance comes around and then instead of getting a movie and it goes to theaters and then eventually it hits Netflix, I like that Netflix is now just going to Sundance and picking some of the movies up and they're just putting them on Netflix. So they picked up this movie, Burning Sands. Um, it's another first time filmmaker and it's about hazing um, in America at a fraternity at a predominantly black school. Um, and it's pretty good. Um, it's like a very kind of like harsh, raw look at, you know, hazing in these fraternity communities. And it's, it's pretty good. What's it called again? It's called Burning Sands. Burning Sands. Oh, um, uh, it was one that. of the, it, it's on Netflix. I just saw it and was like, oh, watch this. It's new. And yeah, yeah. it's, there's, it, it's the, I read a review that said, this is one of those cases where a first time filmmaker really tries to put everything in the movie and isn't as focused as it could be because they're, you know, they're worried, like, I'm not going to make another movie. I'm going to put everything in this one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the script is very sort of expected, but some of the performances and some of it is, are, is really well done. Right. It's definitely like a check it out. It's not going to knock your socks off, but right. it is kind of like a story that I don't think we would have seen told. And I'm glad that the movie goes there and, and kind of does this really raw, like hazing is fucked up. Yeah. And especially in um, this community, in, in like the black um, community and this movie, it's just, it really does kind of sell that. Like they think they really need to be in this fraternity. And it's kind of like my dad was in this fraternity and like, I won't be anyone if I'm not in here. So I have to go through this hazing. Yeah, yeah. And even the higher ups are saying like, you're just doing something that somebody else made it through. So just do it. And then like crazy shit kind of starts to happen, and it's like, why am I doing this? I just it it had some some stuff there that I was like, I want to dig through this movie, but I wish it was just a little better. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely worth watching on Netflix. Nice. Burning Sands. Yeah. Is the name of that movie. Yes. What else? <laughs> I did too. So somebody else. Yeah, did you watch anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. I can. I watched Time Crimes for the first time. Okay. Mm. But we're going to be talking about that on the next Changing Wheels nice. podcast. So All right. I won't go into too okay. much detail. That's but a great movie. I really like that That's movie. a good movie. It got to the it's end. Fun. I was like, I might oh, need to rewatch that again. Because right? <laughs> I was pretty sure I had everything. Yeah, yeah. No. And then by the time I got to the end, I was like, did I really understand what I just watched? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was oh, awesome. So good. Um, and then I spoiled the awesomeness by watching um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I think you guys discussed. I think Greg yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah, it last Casey week. liked it, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. It just isn't good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it was better than the 
first yeah, one that they did. I will say that it's better than the first and one. And to your point earlier, Dan, we were asking like, you know, are they still yeah. selling sex to teenage boys? Yeah. I was thinking that when I was watching. Oh no. With Megan Fox, because yeah. yeah. you know, she, Megan Fox can do comedy. Yeah. She's really grown as an actress. It's like, but yet we're still selling Megan Fox as the sex toy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. the sex symbol for for these Ugh. things when. She's doing all this other cool stuff, but you got to at least have the opening where she's just basically flaunting her wares. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, no. terrible. Yeah, so pretty much outside of, I guess, was it Bebop and Rocksteady? Yeah. Those were the only two characters that really seemed to fit the actual tone of the movie. Everyone yeah, else yeah. was in some completely different movie. I was movie. so excited that Krang was going to be in it, but then I was like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, really and he was he was annoying. Me. Yeah. And for the most <laughs> part, somebody had to do you got to do the voice. It's got to be the voice yeah, of the cartoon. Yeah, you got to do the voice and he's got to do the voice. He's got to be um smart and arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Krang in this film was just an obnoxious jerk. Yeah. You know, where yeah. they tr- tried to go for as any potty humor type of gag they can. It's like, well, that's not that character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like any of the even the old ones uh any of the live action movies for Ninja Turtles, again, I'm not really big on the property, so maybe yeah. that's part of the problem, but I feel like Shredder is just not done right. He's not ever really menacing, whereas I found him menacing in the comics and TV show when I watched a bit, because, you know, they didn't go nuts with the, the blades on his arm. There's just a couple there, and he can really, you know, he could really fight, and that's the thing, you know, whereas, like, the first movie and the old ones, it's like, what if he's Super Shredder? More, more, yeah. more pointy <laughs> things on him. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't do it on this one, but still, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's I just, I have a soft spot for the, the first problem. two movies, but it's they're a, not good movies. <laughs> it's a it's a not all the way their idea. Yeah. You know, or it's like I don't know. It's a late night. Yeah. What if they were? And they got they got lucky. Eastman and Laird got super lucky. I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> super duper lucky. Yeah. Because that it's like kind of. Kind of flat, man. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was the biggest thing in everybody's lives as children. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those things. It was just, it was the thing after that thing, time period for me, because I was a G.I. Joe Transformers guy. Yeah. Uh, You know, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch anything else after that? Uh, Or did you, did you try and get back on the right track with your movie watching? I tried. I tried. Um, (laughs) So just uh, last really quick, I rewatched Fences. um, Okay. Oh. Because the folks at Paramount (sighs) were. Um, kind enough to hook me up with a, a DVD. I guess nice. it comes out this week anyway. Nice. Um, it plays a lot better on a small screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, didn't see it in theater. I, I saw it at home. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I always felt that it was, especially on the big screen, it felt too much like you're just doing a stage play and right. plopped a camera. Yeah, yeah. There. And even when you listen to like some of the um, commentary stuff, the special yeah. features... Denzel was pretty much well. The play was good as is, so I just didn't really have that much to do. It's like, yeah, I yeah. can kind of tell that on the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like there was like he had moments where you know there was some sh- like extreme shifts in the camera work that really brought a couple of scenes into a kind of a different intensity, and mm-hmm. I think he did it sparsely enough for it to be effective and not just like we're trying to make this play exciting. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like that he respected the the words enough to let it be kind of just like here we're just in the backyard and that's that but then there'd be you know we're gonna shoot down to a little bit of hero angle and we're gonna let this thing zoom bizarrely you know and like really lean into this bit um i thought it worked really well so yeah anyway i i've only seen it on the small screen so yeah. but you found it worked better that way yeah and yeah. the stuff that you were pointing out exactly i noticed a lot more right like the yeah. subtle camera movements and right, stuff. Like, right. oh it actually like it just works because that film is so much about the dialogue yeah and the performances yeah yeah, yeah. you know so watching 
on the small screen, it's like, oh, this actually plays a lot better. Like, right. you know, you can really get lost in the rhythm of the of the words and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which I really did. Yeah, it's just like it's such, and the performances are so fucking good. Yeah, so good. Like top down, there's not a bad performance. This. No, no. Yeah. I need to see board, it. Everybody. They're bringing this little girl um, towards the end. I was like, ah. Don't worry, she's gonna be terrible. No, she's good. No, amazing. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. And uh, uh, the last thing I watched was uh, Moana. The oh, uh, yeah, yeah. hadn't seen it before. I gotta watch that. My yeah. wife came home, I guess on f- Thursday, or Friday, and was like, "Yeah, she watched Moana at school, and she was raving about it." Yeah. Went on her girls' weekend, came back. She's like, "I brought home Moana." I was like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> all right. She, you loved it that much, and she watched it again. And she's not really a big movie person, but, right? So yeah. for her to sit down and watch a film and like we had the whole family just yeah. there watch one and it was really enjoyable nice oh, yeah? Yeah. okay good yeah i want to watch that really bad i haven't talked to anybody who's seen it yet. yeah i heard it's very gorgeous visually oh the yeah. animation's fantastic yeah, yeah. fantastic and the those. rock is good like to me the rock is hollywood's yeah. underrated mvp yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. even if the yeah. film's bad you put the rock in i'm yeah, like all right all right i'll watch all it right, i'll watch <laughs> it <laughs> intelligence isn't a good movie but <laughs> but it works watchable. yeah yeah make a sequel yeah yeah totally uh-huh um uh, I should okay. I don't uh, know. I'm trying to pick now because I only want to talk about one more. Yeah, yeah. I got stuff. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. What did you watch? What did I watch? Uh, well, okay. Well, we're gonna talk about something together. I'll, but I'll, then I'll talk about something. Okay. On my own first. I, I saw a bunch of comedy. Yeah. This week. Uh, I saw. Well, not a bunch. Let's talk about two things. I saw the uh, uh, new Mike Birbiglia. Okay. Uh, thank God for jokes. Yeah. And. Um, Hey there, what's going on? We were talking about it before the show. Oh, um, oh the Amy leather Schumer? special. Amy Schumer, right. Yes. Uh, leather special. Um, so yeah, I watched both of those. Schumer, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, li- I really like Amy Schumer. I know there's backlash with her a lot lately, uh, but I, I, I think she's a very excellent comic performer. Uh, yeah. Because... Trainwreck's like not like the best movie, but it has a lot of great things that really work or shouldn't have worked, but she sells it them. right, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with her show. Even when the material's not awesome, she can elevate it. She has that she's an amazing comedic performer. But I, I'm not nuts about her stand-up. I can't get into the stand-up. Maybe it's just this one was not rubbing me the right way. Mm-hmm. I have I don't, I don't know, but it was just like it felt a little, I don't know, easy or just obvious or yeah phoning it in i don't know what it was or just like here's the thing i do you know yeah for an hour 15 i did there weren't any surprises i didn't feel i felt like it was just like i've seen all of this material before in some yeah. form that wasn't did you uh, end up watching it no okay. um, you keep seeing no you end. tried to, yeah right? so yeah, netflix is like don't we bother. changed our um <laughs> we changed our cable provider and we we went to was it five okay yeah um so i'm now was... enjoying the ability to watch Netflix through the TV without having to go through like the Wii or yeah, the DVD right, player. Right, I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. Oh, yeah. Tried to put in the Amy Schumer <laughs> one. It was scroll- scrolling and then it went straight to the end. Like, yeah. Just Here's the, the credits. Not Here's even, the- I didn't even see the credits. Oh. <laughs> All I saw was Thanks watch this next. Watch this next and please rate this. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, it must be a little glitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tried it again. The exact same that thing. Like, my Netflix yeah. refuses yeah. to let me watch that. Maybe and it's I tried to something. Maybe. But I tried something else just to test it and it was like, no, fine. Everything else Weird, weird. Yeah, that I know. I mean, I, it's not horrible. Yeah, you know, it just. Uh, you, when I watched the when trailer you're a comic of this level. 
you know these specials gonna really yeah they really got ahead you know yeah i saw the trailer for it on on netflix and i thought like oh like none of these jokes are really killing it for me in the no. trailer although i did like i will say that even though i haven't seen it uh, but i did think it, the the idea of the leather special is super funny it's amazing like oh everyone all the famous comedians yeah, do, do a thing special. where they're dressed in leather and yeah. they regret it i'm like that's a funny that's super awesome and special yeah, and listen, idea. i laughed at stuff don't get me wrong yeah like i just watched the stone face and was like this is shit yeah but i you, you want more from the biggest comic in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, then I watched the new Birbiglia mm-hmm. and just fucking loved it. That yeah. guy is, what a delight. Yeah. I think he's a genius. I gotta watch that. It's so unique the way he goes about his brand of comedy and how it just works so well. There's, It's just so... It just seems so effortless or easy, but it's yeah. not. What he's yeah. doing is not. And it's so thought out. Mm-hmm. There's such a, a, a package to to the performance yeah. to the night and how it all fits a mood and a little bit of theme and he does a great amount of callback but not in a yeah. gross like look what I did there kind of yeah. way I'm smarter <laughs> than everybody you know and there's a, it just got a bunch of great moments and he does a, there's a crowd work moment that could not have gone better yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's just great couldn't I can't say enough good things about it He's, he just continues to surprise me uh, with, with his specials because they are so unique the way he goes yeah. about a stand up hour or hour 15 really awesome so one Check that one out. That, that one i strongly strongly yeah, strongly strongly bigs. recommend so good um yeah so much uh stand up on, on netflix yeah, right now i feel like there's so many i want to watch yeah emma's not a big stand-up uh watcher right so there's been a few times where i was like oh you know like i'm gonna put the gaffigan one on like that will just be a funny thing to have on yeah. and, and she's been kind of like but I'm in the mood for like a movie, and so I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. This I just, ha- just I there. haven't gotten to it yet. Like, right. I just there's like that, and the Berbigula one, and the Neil Brennan one, the three mics, right, which is right. supposed yeah, to be, I yeah. I just feel like I'm constantly scrolling past like it's like another it's like a new golden age of comedy it's like yeah. the 90s comedy boom is yeah, happening yeah, yeah. on netflix so many specials yeah 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 but that berbiglia one is really yeah yeah top totally shelf. top shelf um i had some other stuff i was going to talk about but i'm not sure if i will because we are getting close yeah um i did want to do a brief shameless uh self plug oh i've been playing around with this app that i found recently called anchor yeah. And you can go to the website is anchor.fm and it is basically um Snapchat for audio. So it's like you can record up to 5 minutes of audio. Right. And then once 24 hours have passed, the oldest audio will go away. So right. things are constantly kind of dropping away and then you're putting up new things. So I think it would be interesting if any of our listeners go to their stores and their phones and download the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your computer and then search for the watch list which is a new thing that i'm fooling around with on that app Mm. where i just talk about like what is it that i watched most recently to scratch off my watch list but the cool thing about it and this is why i hope people listening will download it is if you have the app and you're listening you can press a button and call in and like leave a message really and then i can and then i can put that in the feed and then be like thanks for doing this like let's talk (laughs) so it's like you can leave a message and i'll like not retweet it but put it in my feed and then answer it and then it's like kind of fun and i want people to be calling in i only got one call in and i was but when i did i was like yeah so like lots of people just use it for 
just going about their day and you can you can actually put like a spotify track in your feed and so right. you can, so there are some people that are just using it for like a pseudo dj feed where it's like oh i like hip-hop so here's just like a feed of my hip-hop picks yeah, yeah, yeah. so it but the only problem is you have to have the app so you can't like or be listening to it on anchor.fm in your web browser yeah so it's not like a podcast feed you can put in your feed or whatever yeah so but i think it's a fun thing and maybe people that listen to the show would want to call in maybe they would yeah so check that out the maybe watch list will. on anchor mm-hmm. um is there anything else in terms of movies though no nah, man let's uh okay let's talk about giant monkeys okay <laughs> so let's get to film roulette let's do it mm. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good um, or highly anticipated, much like Kong, Skull Island, and the person who rolls low has to see something that we have thematically paired or whatever looks the worst in theaters. Mm -hmm. This week we paired it uh, with an older King Kong movie that is lesser loved, King Kong Lives, but the low roller gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week mm-hmm. so uh we will talk about an album uh by thundercat that's right and we will roll for movies next week yeah so kong skull island yeah very anticipated movie from jordan uh i don't know how to say his last name jordan vogue roberts sure um who directed kings of summer right which was a coming of age movie that i have yeah. not seen but i heard was great have you seen it? No. no it's okay. been in my next yeah. <laughs> for like, I want to say a year. It's so long, yeah. Uh, this stars Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, John C. Riley, um, John Goodman, and more. Oh my. Um, yeah, and yeah. was very exciting. Greg was very excited to see it and I did not get was. to see it. I did not. Um, so this is kind of, I, I think we can open this discussion up with the fact that this is another attempt at a sort of indie filmmaker to open up into a blockbuster area so we had um jurassic world um, which was the guy who did safety and not guaranteed Mm -hmm. and then we also had gareth edwards doing godzilla yeah now we have this guy doing um kong and i think for my money this was wildly successful compared to the other two Uh um and though i think this movie has flaws to it I had such a good time. It yeah. didn't matter. This was candy to me. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I was well, a kid. I was a kid. I was a kid in a candy store, yeah. and I and I, <laughs> I loved this movie so much. <laughs> I want to go back and see it again. <laughs> and I was so goofy when I was watching it because there was a part where we're, there's a lot of like in the early goings of the movie. There's a lot of helicopter shots and stuff, yeah. and there's like a sweet track in the helicopters across, and then the camera stops in some trees, and then the helicopters go on, but then like a little dragonfly is trailing behind them, kind of looks a helicopter esque, and I like involuntarily like giggled and turned to Emma, and I was like, neat. <laughs> and she was like you fucking nerd but that, that was me the whole movie yeah i yeah i loved it so much yeah what did you think you know i enjoyed it yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just say i enjoyed it yeah yeah it was, it yeah. was neat it yeah. was entertaining yeah um i put it above jurassic world yeah which mm-hmm. i absolutely hated yeah and i 
I need to revisit it, but right now I actually put it below Godzilla. Okay. And the, the reason being is that the one thing I liked about Godzilla was that there was the build-up, the anticipation. Mm-hmm. Like you had Brian Cranston for like the first twenty minutes, which yeah, that was awesome. And then you're you're seeing the characters and how they're kind of dealing with this thing, and then you get the big monster battle. Yeah. yeah. Here, there are way too many characters. As yes. great as that cast is, too many. Majority of them are yeah. forgettable. I don't right. disagree with that. Um, and when the action does start, the action is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great, but I walked away going, well, I didn't really care much for the people. Like, yeah. it's Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson's movie. Yeah. And I walked away cheering Kong, Samuel L. Jackson, and John C. Riley. Right. Oh, I agree. You know, and that's, yeah. and if you're building a franchise and I guess having Hiddleston be his swab, yeah. I'm practicing to be the next James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because those... he's playing a, a British ex-spy yeah, who's now yeah. a bond, bounty hunter and mm-hmm. no matter what's going on through the jungle he looks like cover model ready yes yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? him and brie larson are very milk toast very just like we are the action movie stars and we don't have much going on chemistry or character wise but for me and where i feel like compared to godzilla or jurassic world um I thought that at least having a couple of these, and I do agree, there's too many characters. Um, I think that having just like two or three of them that I did sort of like love and and maybe not emotionally and connect, connect to, although I will say that I think John C. Riley is like, for me, his um, the emotional arc of the movie is his arc. His mo- it's like his movie, right? Like we open on him when he's younger. Yeah. We end on him when he's older. Uh-huh. It's very like this is the through line of the movie is this guy who gets lost on an island. Right. And everything else is a little bit like just going to happen. And and it's not, you know, the deepest movie ever. But I did think they make a smart choice. So the movie is about basically they're going to the island because they're hired by uh, what's the name of the um, company uh, monarch, monarch? Yeah. yeah so they're hired by monarch to go here and they're basically trying to figure out if there's monsters in the world and stuff yeah and they awake kong um and i felt like for a movie that has a ton of characters awake kong is he asleep awake hey wake up <laughs> hello um <laughs> for a movie with all these characters i did feel like it smartly bundles them up so like you have John Goodman and a couple people and they're bundled up over here doing this. And then you have Tom Hiddleston and that gang over here doing this. And then Samuel Jackson's kind of the evil guy and he's over here with the mercenaries so that anytime the movie threatened to kind of get boring mm-hmm. or be too like, okay, we're sticking around here too much. What's going on out there. I felt like then it would kind of ping over to like Samuel Jackson and be like, okay, it's his group. So I kind of treated it almost like groups of, of people with like a leader so then I didn't feel like, you know, when I when I go back and watch Jurassic Park, like, I'm not emotionally involved in the guy that got eaten on the toilet. He's just uh-huh. like a dude who's like a bad dude, and I know he's going to die. And yeah, I feel like yeah. this movie's full of people. Like, there's like at least six or seven people where I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just dudes, and Kong's going to eat you at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I think the difference um, with Jurassic Park... I thought you were going to go with Jurassic World. <laughs> but Jurassic Park, like, oh, now you're yeah. cutting deep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jurassic Park is a perfect movie. Yeah. But I also just think, like, there are people in Jurassic Park where I'm like, no, this isn't the greatest character in the world. You're just Nedry and you're an evil little smarmy guy and I love you. That is, <laughs> that is- 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's true, but there's enough evil smart. So you have the lawyer. You've got like Wayne Knight. Yeah. You you know yeah, enough yeah. about them yeah. to make them smarmy and then, mm-hmm. you know, when they die. In this one... Outside of Samuel L. Jackson, you've got a bunch of Marines and scientists, mm-hmm. camera people, like just a whole group of people all there mm. together. And outside of Samuel L. Jackson, no one is really evil. Everyone's right. just doing their job. Yeah. Right. And, well, yeah. you know, they they go in, they start bombing his island because they're doing like hollow yeah. earth testing to see how far the core is. Yeah. And yeah. it pisses off Kong, um, partly because you're blowing up his yeah, your front, front yard yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. but also by doing so you're awakening the other things really <laughs> other things that kong doesn't want to wake yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, man i want to see this yes <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the best part in a minute. yeah right. but when there's so you've got the different groups and yeah. the fact that we, we kept bouncing from group to group is what annoyed me because okay. we don't really get to know hiddleston or larson that well they're right no, not Basically. really. We we follow one guy, and all I know about him is that his son's name is Billy, and he's been trying to write a letter to Billy for yeah. how long? And you know right. something's going to happen to him. Yeah. That letter is not going to get to Billy, yeah, yeah, at least yeah. not by him. Yeah, right. But when he goes, it's like, I didn't all really. Right. Yeah, I mean, you weren't a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to write a letter to your son. And then yeah. some of the other groups, some of the other mercenaries are like, we don't want to be here, but Samuel's our boss. We got to follow yeah. orders. Yeah, right. Like the people, the people that were dying weren't. Yeah, bad evil. No, it's just kind of like oh, they're wholesome people doing their job yeah. that got killed, unfortunately. Right. And and there's specifically a, a a a death that happens in the movie to somebody, and we won't do any spoilers, but where it was a really cool, violent death, and I was also kind of like, oh man, what a crazy way to bite it. And then I thought like, but but you were showing us some stuff with that guy and now i feel really bad like i didn't feel like his life was treated you know like there's a the similar death in jurassic world where yes, somebody I bites exactly it really really yes. really brutally and it's treated just like oh well whoa cool and you're and there was that i did think one of the deaths in this looked really cool but i was kind of like that guy just wanted to get home though but i do feel like some and I, again i don't think this movie goes super deep but i do think like some of that we're just here to do our job stuff is played off in, interestingly in the fact that very bluntly again this isn't a deep movie this it is very much about like warring factions and like here's samuel jackson who's the military man and he's leading these men who are just doing their jobs into a fucked up situation because of his like militaristic ego and then here's these other people that are like no we need to leave and i do feel like 
some of that, like the one death I was talking, I think doesn't play into that, but some of that is like, I feel like what the movie is getting at, right? Like, so here's these dudes that don't need, shouldn't die, but they're dying because of the shittiness of war. And it's kind of like <laughs> in there a little. And so I was yeah. able to let some of that go, but I do agree with you that there is a lot of characters in this movie, but then the pretty colors were great. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, I think I would have appreciated more had they gone, you know, committed more to the, the war, anti-war yeah. message, the anti, you can't just go into a place yeah. and yeah. mess it up and then leave or take over a land. Because there's a line, uh, and I wrote this the quote down where it says, uh, "Sometimes an enemy doesn't exist until you go looking for one." Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, all right, that's interesting. Yeah. Give me more of that. Yeah, yeah. because you know? <laughs> that would make a little more yeah. sense. But it it wants to play with like the apocalypse now kind of yeah. styles and tropes, but it doesn't want to give you that, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, we're not really doing that. We're a big blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm willing to forgive it. Yeah, when you have a giant ape who takes a boat motor and uses it like a pair of brass knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. my money. You yeah. have my money. There yeah. you yeah. go. There and you go. So. there's, again, I won't, we won't get too far into the details, but there was one monster. There's a lot of different monsters in this movie, which uh -huh. I was, uh, I was happy with. Oh yeah. So, you know, there is a, a couple stretches where Kong isn't in the movie super, super like front and center, much like Godzilla, like Godzilla, that movie, yeah, yeah. like you were saying, there's a real buildup for a lot of that movie. You're not really checking out Godzilla. No. It's those little weird those, monster guys. Yeah. Um, and there's some cool fun monsters in this movie. Yeah. And there was one monster that happens in a sort of jungly area with these little like, um, long, tall, like wooden uh, bamboo shoot looking things. And I won't say what the monster is, but I will say that like when it was revealed, I was like, oh, cool. Like this is going to be fun. But then once we got some more up close action with that monster, I, I surprisingly felt very scared. I was like, it gave me this kind of like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> and, but, but in, in enough of a cartoony way, like it's yeah, not yeah. like in your face, violent, scary, yeah. but it was, it reminded me of being a kid where it was like, it was so cool until we got close to it. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I just loved that about this movie. And yeah. I just felt like from a visual standpoint, it is a, he is kind of playing with a limited palette. Like he's doing the apocalypse now thing. Everything is very, I, I think he's done a lot of short films and then he did Kings of summer. And I think his short for me, his short movie, his shorts work felt like it was coming through because every scene felt very like, this is what we're doing in this scene visually. And then like the next scene has its own thing that we're doing visually. And it doesn't necessarily, all you know it all works together but it, it, it just seemed like there was a lot of very specific choices being made like in terms of visuals right. although it is all kind of similar stuff but i did feel just the fact that i went into the movie theater and saw a movie in 3d that i loved the 3d and saw so much color like my girlfriend was saying it reminded her of guardians of the galaxy because mm -hmm. it was so pop it was so like I just haven't seen a movie where it goes from like this burnt sun oranges to this like dark, like with green smoke. And then we're over here and it's like beautiful blues. And then yeah, yeah. I just like, yeah. movies are so fucking gray. Yeah. I was just like, this is candy. <laughs> <laughs> like we just saw underworld a couple weeks ago, which was literally yeah, nothing blue. but blue and black. Mm -hmm. Like I just loved it for like, I was literally in a candy store the whole yeah. movie. And I definitely agree with what you were saying but I was just like, ah, 
delicious. And yeah. I, and at the end of the day, I wasn't upset that I saw it. Like I, yeah. I, I did have generally have a fun time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was just when I start to think about like some of the characters and yeah. the basic plot holes. I was like, oh, this doesn't really make any sense. But it doesn't matter. I'm having yeah. a yeah, good yeah. time. A big, <laughs> you know, I did, crazy movie. Yeah, I walked away. I was yeah. like, I didn't waste my scene points. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, I was saving that for yeah. Fate yeah. of the Eight, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I... I would recommend people see it, and I would, act, and it's the first time in a long time that I was happy I saw something in 3D. I will say though, of the few King Kong films that I've seen so far, uh, I would say this had like the least emotion from mm-hmm. Kong. Yeah, uh, like it, it almost felt like the emo Kong, where right. yeah, right, where you got like one or two scenes of him kind of looking off in the yeah. distance at night, but it was like, oh, I got no real personality from him outside of he can kick yeah. ass really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I thought that they did the they did some of the sort of kong stuff without i i kind of like that they didn't double down on it like they didn't double down on like they got her, brie larson in kong's hand but they didn't do it in the way like in every movie where yeah, he like yeah, climbs yeah. up and he picks yeah. her and and like and they have a kind of like a, a a very sort of like surface level relationship where she kind of understands that he's just an animal and we get that without a lot of dialogue and we get that with just like one or two looks and he picks her up and then that's kind of it. I kind of mm. liked that. I was like, I'm glad they're not just being like, we're doubling down. It's Faye Ray and she's got her dress on yeah, and yeah. he's in love with her and she's taming the beast. I just felt like I was glad they got like the motif in there without it being like, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do nice. agree that he's less of a character in this movie than a, more of just like a force. Mm. Yeah. And, and, that was okay for me. Yeah. But I do yeah. think that the, your criticisms are a hundred percent apt. Like I don't disagree with anything that you've said. <laughs> I'm not, I, I will not be backing away from a future film. Yeah. Wherever they take this monster yeah, franchise. Yeah. I'll probably, you know, I've enjoyed the first yeah. two so far. Yeah. 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 It's just varying levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Matt price. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him shortly after I watched this on the weekend and I thought that he put it well. He said, like, he really loved it, too. But he said, this is going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. This is going to be the one that, like, people are going to go back to and be like, that's better than I think we remember. Yeah. Because, like, this amazing one came after. You know what I mean? Like, Winter Soldier right. came. We yeah. were all like, that's my jam. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this this movie is leading to something that I hope will be fucking awesome. And then we'll come back to this and be like, that was fun. That was like, people should watch that more yeah, yeah. because I do feel like that way about the first Avenger captain. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's like, what, this, what a, like at the time adventure. people were like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But then now it's like, no, that's no, man, pretty that's fun. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kong skull Island, we'd like to know what you think of it. If you saw it, email us at info at modern mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I think we nailed it. Yeah, I think our discussion nailed was it. perfect. Perfect, perfect, like the movie <laughs> King Kong Lives. Yeah, which is what you got. You watched some of. You know, I I did watch the some best guest we've ever had. Ever. Watched yeah. watched the some of the movie. the loser movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good because someone's gonna need to fill in some holes for me. <laughs> I so I put this off watching this as much as possible, and then it was getting late last night. I'm like, I gotta watch this fucking movie, which I have seen before. <sighs> yeah. Which is the problem. Because I'm like, I know it's bad. It's been a long time since I watched it. I own it on VHS because I used to put it on when I was managing the bar. 
and have it on a mute in the background because it's so dumb looking. Yeah. But, so I haven't watched it with sound on it in a really, really long time. And I'm like, hey, we'll watch this movie. And uh, harder to find than I thought because uh, I could I didn't find a YouTube one that was working for me. So I went and uh, rented it from Russia. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the first copy I got, which I got settled into bed to watch, uh, it, now it's not dubbed in the traditional sense of where you dub a film and you have actors come in and do all the parts. They just got one guy to do everything. <laughs> everything. And so it's crazy because he can't keep up. Because there's scenes where there's like five or six people talking, and he's just like, with no emotional inflection, no intonation whatsoever. He's literally just saying, like, now they said this, this guy said that, this girl saying this, that's what they're talking about, they're talking about the monkey right now. And it just covers up the entire dialogue. I was like, because for a second I thought I could watch it. Yeah. Because it was just the opening, which starts with the 1978 King Kong, the Jeff Bridges, uh, Faye Dunaway one. And that one, that starts with a very sparse dialogue where she's like, don't put me down. He's like, I don't know. I don't speak Russian. Sorry. And, uh, you know, and Jeff Bridges, you know, assholes, <laughs> which I love that he screams that at a bunch of planes. Um, so it was like, we're, you know, the odd word here and there. But as soon as there was like multiple dialogue, I like, yeah. can't hear anything except for this guy just droning, like with literally no, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> as no Russian, inflection. As Russian as you could imagine it being. Just yeah. Like, Blah 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 blah. Emotionless, you know. I am made of steel. It was like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four explaining <laughs> a movie to you. Um, so I had to like go down and find a new copy, which I did. It took forever. Then it's really late, and I was so tired, just trying to keep it together, <laughs> watching this terrible, terrible, terrible movie. So this was it's, 1986. Yeah, and a sequel, right? To yeah, it's that... a sequel to the 1978 Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. So in that one, he fell from the towers. Just, he did all the same stuff. Yeah. But he didn't die. No. He, they've been working on a heart transplant for a decade. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, the main problem we had was that we couldn't find a heart. Yeah, they got this giant heart they've made. They're going to give him a new heart. Uh, and th- and that's really what's going on is what what they don't – they need a, a – like, uh, blood donor or something I don't know they need something to work with them because they're losing Kong and then some guy is out in the, in the jungle and he finds Lady Kong and they're like let's get them together or at least can we have some of her blood and uh, they they really want to revive Kong and have him around and this is really kind of the whole thing and they obviously they make it out and they're on the run and stuff like that and they're like we gotta go get Kong back the army wants him and I'm like the whole time I just I'm kind of like why? Why does I don't understand? They're not. It's not like they want him for financial gain. Like they're going to put him in the big show again. Like in yeah. the, you know the original story. Throw him in the shackles. And yeah. Go. Another thing like, I liked about Kong Skull Island. Him exactly. <laughs> they like, didn't what, do that. What? What? Why do you yeah. want him so bad? This murdering giant, you know, out of control ape. And so there's that angle, which is kind of silly and hard to swallow. But the the thing about this movie is. Aside from it being poorly written and not very well acted or very interesting, is there are a lot of scenes with two people dressed up as monkeys a pretending lot. to be in love. And it is amazing. <laughs> had you seen this before? So I had not even heard of this okay. before. And like Greg, I I went to um, on YouTube to try and yeah, find this yeah, film yeah. and it seemed like 
every quasi-legitimate copy was taken down because, sure. you know, producers, I guess, really want to protect this right, copyright. Right, right. We got to sell DVDs of this. But I found a weird version uh -huh. um, that was broken down in parts. And I guess the loophole that they did, it was that it was primarily the score, the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, like a live, I think the, the uploader was like a living soundtrack or something it's called. <laughs> yeah. Is it, I feel like that when DVD first came out, right? Like there was a lot, like it was almost standard for a long time to have that isolated track or whatever, mm -hmm. where it's just like a lot of silence. And then when the soundtrack kicks in or whatever, maybe yeah. it was that. Yeah. So with this, I was like, okay, it's, it's going to be the score, so it's almost like watching the 1933. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I can do this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was parts where it would stop and there would be actual dialogue. Oh, yeah. okay. English. I'm like, oh, great. Then the English midway gets dubbed into Italian. Oh. <laughs> now, I know you look at me, black male from Toronto, and say his Italian must be flawless. Yeah. Really? It's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Amazing. Ah. And then as I'm like, wait, this is Italian. Before my head could register that, the symphony, uh, the score cuts back yeah, in again. Yeah. So it's pri primarily music, and then they would stop for moments where like Kong smashes a Lamborghini, and you the music stops, and you hear the guy say, "Oh man, Dad's gonna kill me." It's like, wait, this <laughs> is where, this is where you stop the music? Yeah. <laughs> so for the most part, I was watching the images and yeah, 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 yeah. the stuff Which playing out. So it tells you everything. Exactly. You you yeah. get the story perfectly. <laughs> yeah. But similar to you, I was like, why are you giving him a? Transplant when yeah. you easily you captured Lady yeah, you Kong. Got another one. You got yeah, another one. What do you one. want them for? What? What? Are you, why are we doing any of this? <laughs> so they go through this elaborate transplant. He gets healthy. Sees yeah. that they got Lady Kong. He's yeah, like, oh yeah. hell no! They break out. Oh yeah. Does getting Lady Kong help them with the transplant? Yeah, because he's not going to survive the operation or something. Is it like a blood thing? I think it's a blood thing. So they need more. They need more blood. They need a matching donor. Because when you say like one that he's compatible with. Okay. Because in my mind, when you said like, then they found another one. I was like, so they're just going to take her heart and then she's dead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're like, because anyway, there's a dumb guy. So they they do they bring him back to life and they're in love. And then of course all hell breaks loose and they're on the run. Now, they get separated at one point. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Well, for the, the, and then he's the off on his part, own though. adventure, and they're like, you know, you know how many calories he needs to eat to survive? It's impossible <laughs> yeah. for him to make it out there. Then it cuts to him, and they're like, oh, he's doing it. Yeah. And like, this is this is a great example of a dumb thing they do frequently in this film. And it, what he's going to eat is an alligator. So yeah. What cool. you have is <laughs> what you have is a close up on oh, a baby shush. alligator. Yeah. Which we know what those look like. Different than actual alligators or grown ones. And then the man dressed as King Kong reaches down and picks up said... <laughs> the cat is going cat. crazy. Lola. Hey. Psst. Hey. <laughs> Just meowing at us. He's like, I uh, like that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Anyway. So there's a baby alligator. And then man in monkey suit reaches down, picks up baby alligator. Then you get the cut to... Close-up of his hand, and it's a little you know, stick. stock footage of a okay. real alligator, and you're supposed to believe that that's going on. And then when he eats it, it's a rubber one. Nice. And I'm like, I feel like the effects team was like, "Fucking people are stupid. They don't know that. <laughs> they don't believe it. No problem." Yeah. And there's a bunch of that to do with a snake too, and some other shit. And it's just, it looks fucking terrible. But it's kind of amazing for how terrible it looks because they're just like, I don't fucking know. Baby alligator, real alligator, rubber alligator. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and they, they work so much with the interaction scenes between Kong and Lady Kong and they have these goofy fucking smiles. 
They, they have smiles? Work, yeah, old yeah. man, they smile they so much in this because they're so fucking in love, Dan. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, so much in love that when they break out, the yeah. first place they go to is Honeymoon Ridge. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. And oh, just man. hang out there. I, you guys make me want to watch this <laughs> stupid movie. You should because the shit that goes down when, when you have the domestic bliss yeah. of Kong and Lady Kong, it's spectacularly weird and the scenes are long <laughs> oh my long god long scenes of no dialogue and monkeys trying to feed each other plastic snakes <laughs> and uh yeah and then the, I don't know, the story keeps going for some reason linda hamilton offers her up herself up sexually to this fucking douchebag guy just by opening her sleeping bag like mm hmm because they're so en enamored by the love expressed I, by I these guess. guys. Oh, like, my why God. Why? This guy? Him? You know, he uh, was sleeping out in the cold, yeah, and yeah. she had room in the sleeping moron. bag. Yeah, so crappy. And anyway, so obviously the Lady Kong winds up being pregnant, and there's all kinds of stupid junk goes down, and Kong uh, sacrifices himself to save his young family. He gets all shot up, and he dies, but not before he has a bunch of weird smiling with his <laughs> son. And then, oh, son, yeah, yeah, as a child, because she how falls, long is because Lady Kong what's falls the timeline? So they bang it. How when did this kid happen? Well, he was when they get separated, and he's out eating alligators. I guess it's for a while. Yeah. Okay, she gets she gets gassed by okay. the, yeah, yeah. the military. I guess right. they so they're gonna keep. They her realize out. there's a giant ape in this area, okay. yeah. so they gas her and they capture her again. Yeah, and Why? he has to break her out. What do they want? <laughs> <laughs> And then, so then, uh, Linda Hamilton and the weird guy, whatever, uh, they, you think you're going to have the movie should end with them because they're your characters, but it doesn't. It ends with another long dialogueless scene of Lady Kong watching Son of Kong swing around on a vine, yeah. smiling weirdly at him, and he's like, Arrgh! and she's like, Arrgh! and he's like, Arrgh! And then he swings away, and then the credits roll. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? That's not an, that's not an end of a movie. What is <laughs> but it is. Is this the last Kong movie, like, of these This is the sort last of Kong movie until for a while? Peter Jackson, okay. I'm pretty sure. Because I didn't even realize, now that sure. I'm looking at it, that the director of the King Kong from the 70s is the same director. Of is this, this, yeah, Get out. absolutely. Because the seventies one, like, it's not perfect by any means, but it's all right. It's pretty watchable. Mm. Yeah, no, same director, um, and oh, it was fuck. also the second last movie he made. Ah, yeah, John, and it's also the same director as Before the Towering he was Inferno. Arrested for being terrible. Wait, really? wait, wait, wait. Yep. What? What? Absolutely. <laughs> this is a. He's made a lot of movies, and his credits go back really far. So you can see that he's made like a bunch of. Um, like westerns and oh. sort of like noir movies, and yeah. then and then he made um, Sky, uh, Shaft in Africa, Skyjacked, and then Towering Inferno. Right after Towering Inferno, he did King Kong, uh -huh. and then uh, an Agatha Christie movie, a weird movie that looks terrible, Sheena, and then King Kong Lives. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh my. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. It seems uh, kind of like, you know, maybe a, after really King Kong, movie, he wasn't doing so it's, well. And he was like, I guess I'll go back to this. Yeah, one more. One more time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I kind of want to watch the 76 and this one back to back. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I feel like you should do that. <laughs> They're you long, got, you, though, aren't got, they? you got giant monkey fever right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I am in the Kong's mood to be Kong's like, Island. I'm down for more yeah, Kong. Yeah. Uh, please watch this. I can talk about it more. And yeah, and the military guy who's like really keen on catching Kong is, I don't remember his actual name, but he's a Taggart okay. from the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Okay. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. It's is this the worst Kong of them all? Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I can't, yeah, I f- I can't imagine there being anything. No, worse. There, I mean, okay. there's so, there's so much like what what is going on here? It's it's the most it's the most confusing one. King Kong <laughs> escapes. What? Oh, that looks like a Toho. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the 1933 obviously is fucking brilliant. Still very watchable. Yeah, um, I have time for this. Maybe I'll watch that. Maybe if one. I have King Kong and I'm really like yeah, fever, I'm yeah, really yeah, excited yeah. for Kong. Maybe and I'll I just go back and watch the, the original. I've got time for the Peter Jackson one for sure. I have it's, some time the for running it. Running time is very long. Uh, but 187 when I saw minutes. It, when I watched it for the first time, and I saw that's the too theater, fucking long. I was really down. I enjoyed the whole ride. When I did watch it at home, uh, my roommate owned it. And I would skip through like the first hour and then kind of start there. And be like, let's fight some dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> start this fucking movie, please. Um, but it, you know, it, I, I, it really gets there. Mm-hmm. Peter Jackson. It, it's the a ending, fun movie. The ending is superbly handled. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Really good. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. King Kong so, Lives is definitely the worst fucking King Kong okay. movie. I just love that you had to acquire it from Russia. <laughs> I had to sit through a score with yeah. Italian and sometimes English yeah. dialogue. Yeah, I don't know which way is better. They're, they're, try, they're trying to hide. They don't yeah, want it found. Yeah. No, this is a hard. This isn't. You can't rent this anywhere. I tried. I was willing to just yeah. to avoid the fucking hassle. But no, no. Anyway, but yeah, watch this movie, Dan. I will. Yeah, yeah. I watch, think I might the, go back the to the original and then two people yeah. in monkey suits. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I gave you an album last week because I was the yeah, loser. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, I gave you an album by Thundercat, yes. aka Stephen Brunner, mm-hmm. uh, better known by a stage name Thundercat, yep. who is a uh, multi-genre bass guitarist. Yes. Um, he's also a singer. He's yep. from Los Angeles, uh-huh. and he's done a lot of work with Flying Lotus. Uh, Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. and also the thrash band Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. And this was a thing that I came across on Spotify uh, on new release Friday. I basically will just go through and listen to anything that looks interesting from the album art or yeah. it's from a trusted label. I'll just, it, I'll just dig. Yeah. And this was something that once I saw that it was on Brain Feeder Records, which is a Flying Lotus's record label, I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. And I had no idea that he was. Um, who he was that he was on to pimp a butterfly. I didn't realize that he, mm. you know, did all this stuff with flying Lotus who I love. No, so. no, me either. Yeah. I, yeah. I had no idea who he was. I, and, and I had checked the album out literally that day. Yeah. Um, uh, before we started recording, mm-hmm. I did because I, uh, uh, went past the Danforth music hall, which mm-hmm. I live near now. Yeah. Uh, and and he was, saw that he was in town and I was like, who the fuck is Thundercat? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Um, and I was just checking out there, uh, uh, billboard of upcoming shows because I was uh, yeah. going to and did go see Dinosaur Junior down so there, oh which was God. fucking amazing. That looked amazing. It was very good and very loud, of course. What a good time. <laughs> uh, what a treat to see those people play those yeah. songs. <laughs> Holy moly! Anyway, so I was like, "What's Thundercat?" And then I checked it out on Spotify as yeah. well and had a little like session folding clothes, yeah, and cleaning up, uh, and I was like, "What this?" I know. Record. I was like, what is this? And I want to talk to Greg about it. Did yeah. you listen to this? I did. I was, okay. I, Best I guest ever. Uh, oh, man. I put in work for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Holy you shit. had a lot of uh, amazing. great guests preceding me. So I'm like, oh, I got <laughs> to step yeah. up. Yeah. So um, did you just like, you just dove, did you have any experience with, with him or the related acts or? No, okay. I um, didn't know about him. Yeah. I've listened to um, the Kendrick Lamar album yeah. you know, countless times, but I just didn't associate yeah yeah sure, that. Sure. me yeah, too yeah. and flying lotus i 
unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all over his album in terms of like yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I might have to check them out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this was my first time. And again, the album art is what caught my eye when I, yeah. when I started. Yeah. I was like, this is really interesting. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Album art here. All right. <laughs> What's up, man? And it starts with like a couple, like two songs that are like really kind of wacky. And I was like, I don't know what to expect here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I liked that wackiness. I mean, everything, not everything else, but it kind of settles down a bit. But it, he throws the weird in. Mm-hmm. I really like this album. It's I really cool. It's really cool. I like it too. And he does all this like like sometimes it's funky as shit, and <laughs> other times it's just super weird. And it's doing. I feel like there's this L.A. weird indie pop thing that became really popular through Ariel Pink, mm-hmm. um, and I still think that that's by way of Spooky Ruben when he went out there yeah. because he used to play a lot of shows with Ariel <laughs> Pink, and I feel like Ariel Pink would took that spooky thing and yeah. made it palatable yeah uh or more <laughs> more friend, yeah listen early spooky is awesome um anyway so there's that weird energy going on which is super like indie goofy yeah. art pop and yeah. then it gets into like just a straight out jazz funk jam which was <laughs> crazy town and he's a fucking amazing bass player and yeah these songs have a weird little box they live in but it's super interesting and it's yeah. a lot of tracks but they really it's long yeah it's the fuck through them so yeah yeah what a cool album man this is <laughs> i think this is like the most fun i've had with a record in 2017 so far yeah it's fucking, it's really cool it definitely, yeah i'll say it's a grower for sure for yeah. me but no, yeah. I, it caught me right away. I'm yeah. like, this is weird. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> but then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, I don't know how I, to take this as a whole piece. But then the more I listened to it, the more yeah. I was like, no, this is like a journey I'm going yeah. on. Yeah. What did you think? Um, similar to you guys, I the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is odd. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you, you've got a song where you want to feel like a cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so it, weird. It was, weird. I guess, like the first R&B jazz album that, touched for me like on that nerdcore yeah. Yeah, yeah so many geeky references definitely yeah. this. it's like i don't know what to think of this and then yeah. he would have moments where he's talking about like really serious issues yeah, yeah. he uh, i think it was called um the turndown yeah the end where he goes from weird kind of alien beginning talking like making reference to captain planet yeah and then later <laughs> in the same song he says he has that uh, great line of something like, "If all lives matter, why do you gasp when I say black?" Yeah, you yeah, know, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's pretty." Deep. And then he proceeds that a few lines later by saying, "Instead of blowing yourself up, take a love pill and laugh." Or, yeah, you know, I was yeah. like, "Wait, this is this is all one song." Like, it's yeah. such a weird <laughs> thing. But again, the more I started listening to it on loop, it was great kind of background music yeah. at work, especially because yeah, yeah. the, the it, jazzy, it, the bass beats totally. are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of the re- eccentric songs didn't feel that weird anymore. I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. into this world. I, yeah. I can handle yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. It is a really good, it, it, it has that nice back and forth where it's an excellent background music yeah. doing your other shit album. But it, then when you dig in and like pay attention to what's going on, yeah. it's fascinatingly uh, I, intricate. I think it really, I, I agree with Courtney. I think like the way that he balances the personal and the political. Yeah. And that's what I really like about that balance is that like he goes to the nerdy, goofy, like the first song, like the first song after the intro ends with like a fart. Yeah. And it's like, it's a very just like, <laughs> like I think I lost my wallet at the club or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. what? Like, this is so singular, wacky, crazy. But then like everybody, we all are like our selves and weird and funny and whatever but then obviously there's things that you really care about and he gets that in there by way of his personality and it's just like oh shit like yeah like all of a sudden he drops something really real and you're like 
because you've kind of spent time with his like personality or like, Oh fuck. Like yeah, I think yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I really yeah. think that that's an extremely hard thing to do on an album. Absolutely. <laughs> and he does it so well. And he's in like two other records or something. So yeah. I've got to dig in and check those he, out too. Cause I'm super into this. He did some work with, um, this guy, I can't remember his, I think his name is Austin Peralta or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I know his first name is Austin, but he put an album out on Brain Feeder. He was a jazz pianist uh-huh. and he put out like a fucking amazing jazz album. Uh-huh. And I think he was friends with him, but this uh-huh. guy, Austin, he passed away shortly after he put that album out. It was kind of like this virtuoso guy who was doing fusion jazz, like electronic working with Flying Lotus gone way too soon. And I think one or two of his earlier albums thundercat is kind of like dealing with the loss of like a close friend oh and i think it has to do with him and when oh. i read that i was like okay like because i knew that other guy but didn't know him so now like you i'm like i need to hear these other two albums yeah, yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah yeah man so yeah super good i was so glad when you tossed it out there because you started i didn't know what to think of it my first listen no no but i was like i really want to talk I to somebody talk about, about it yeah <laughs> a peculiar record yeah yeah everybody should three for three we all enjoy out. it yeah, yeah yeah we all dig it so you will like it too if you check it out <laughs> that's right uh thundercats drunk yeah um and yeah so now we're gonna roll for movies mm-hmm um no 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 we're gonna get a i'm gonna get a punishment album from greg yeah yeah no you know what and it's for casey too casey too he flies back tomorrow yeah uh so he'll have plenty of time okay to listen to a punishment album i have a great one a bad movie but a great album so he's gonna be nice to dan and casey yeah 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 so i casey just had a wonderful little trip away yeah and i just wanted to welcome him back with something delightful to listen to it's meant to Make him feel like he's at home. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, do Do you know Do you know the band Pez? I feel like I know the name. Yeah, well, from like the nineties. Mm, yeah, they, they did start in the nineties. I feel, they I had feel to like changed their name uh, because they got a lawsuit together with an American band called Pez. Pez was a Canadian band, so they changed their name to Billy Talent. Oh, but when they were Pez. They're even more horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and they have two EPs, one called uh, Demo Luca, and the okay. other one's called Dude Box. Dude Box. But you can get them all together as one album that I found for you guys to listen to. Oh, great. Um, and it's like really, 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 really low rent uh, chili peppers aping. Oh, so I thought bad. it was going to be like pop punk. No, for some I reason, to like thirty seconds and went. Oh, he's rapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway. Uh, I can't imagine it being very good. Okay, and I think uh, this is a whole wormhole really to go it. down. I just wanted to welcome him home with yeah. a nice, terrible piece of shit. I feel like there's a no, lot of bands that did right that. Now. They yeah. like had a really start to their career, and they almost made it, and then they changed their name and changed their sound. Yeah, like Sugar Ray, they were like, "Well, yeah, no, we're kind of like an aggressive, the hard, funky, funky band." Yeah. And then they were like, "No, we're just a pop band now because <laughs> yeah. we want to be yeah, famous." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, please enjoy. Uh, I won't. Mostly, it's uh, welcome home, Casey. Yeah, it's Casey, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go home and listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh-huh. If you did, you'd be our best guest ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now it's time to roll. It is. I do that now so I don't have to put the audio cue in. Right. <laughs> People um, like the audio cue, I know. Cue, I should probably just keep putting it in. Yeah. So we were one, we we almost started recording without picking our, our 
punishment movie yeah. um and and our our winner and did we land on uh train spotting 2 as the yes. winner yeah assuming that we're you know i'm pretty sure we're getting what it. we're reading is all correct and that it is com- premiering yeah. in canada well I, I know people have seen it like the the critics and stuff yes. so i feel like it's been screening because it's coming out um yeah. So I've heard from more than one, you know, reviewer in Toronto that it's better than the original. So I heard that yeah. it's it's or at least shockingly good um, for a movie that you know is coming a, uh, late on the heels of the original. That that often doesn't end well, but apparently yeah. this is going to be really good. Yeah. So what did we pick as a failure, as a loser? Well, because. Train spotting was kind oh, of a yes. cinematic phenomenon. Yeah, uh, you it know, paved it the more, way a little. Yeah, there were a lot of just like after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, there were a million apers of that. This was the next like indie yeah. blow up movie where people really wanted to catch that energy, catch yeah. that style. We really and did an A to B to C we, thing we really, here. Yeah, this, listen, the rug's gonna. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and there were many imitators. Yep. Most of them kind of not very good. Some better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Guy Ritchie got a big career out of going after yeah. the style with Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. It was kind of like, course, oh, I'm going to take the the British, the sort yeah. of like the drug stuff, but then I'm also going to mix in my Tarantino. Yeah, we yeah, had this yeah. whole other genre He's thing. Got, yeah, the 90s. Blood yeah. Movie. But listen, I like both of those movies. I think they're both very entertaining. No problem with Snatch and Lockstock. And that's about it for him. For me. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, of course, he had the rising potential with those movies. One critically acclaimed yeah. and successful. The next, more so, big time. And so, of course, the poor direction was to marry Madonna and make a movie with her. Yeah. Swept, Swept away. away. A remake. Yeah. So that's how we got there. This thing's got like <laughs> one out of five from Roger Ebert, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. 3% so or almost, something on Rotten Tomatoes. Almost a career destroyer. Yeah. Uh, almost. Yeah. But he figured his way out with... I, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I remember in the mo- it was one of those like movies that, like sometimes this turn this works out good and sometimes this works out bad. Where you go to when I would go to the movies the video rental store and you'd see like ten copies of like all the big movies and yeah, then you'd yeah, see yeah. like they only got one swept away because yeah. they know it's they not going to be out much. And sometimes you'd rent that. Oh, this is just a one copy. Yeah, this is going to be weird, maybe and interesting, yeah. but yeah. apparently yeah. this was bad. Really bad, apparently. So yeah, so that's how we got to swept away. Yeah, <laughs> A to B to C. Yeah, T two. Right. <laughs> uh, listen, I mean, my only problem with transporting two is you can't call it T two. Yeah, it's only one fucking T two. We all know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Back off. T two is the thing that started doing the whole T two or, or... Uh, ID four and all that junk. Yeah. I only want D2. Can't do that. Sorry. But uh, they did. So anyway. I do like that you uh, messaged Casey already and said, yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. home. Here's your punishment movie. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're rolling. Yeah. Let's do it. Are we going to get rolled for Casey? Because he's going like to be back. You're going to be rolling yeah, for, Casey. Roll for Casey. Oh, dang. All right. All right. Okay. I rolled two. Yes, Shit. Well, okay, well, let the guests roll last. I'll yeah, is here. Casey a Madonna fan? Just so. Oh yeah, it's oh, his favorite. That's a fucking that's one. A one. All right, wow. Casey, <laughs> this is your roll. That's a one. Ooh, oh, so I'm yes. out, oh, and you're fine. Oh, you guys goodness. are battling yeah, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, okay. Greg's rolling again. Come on, man. I want to see this movie. Swept away, Six. you mean? Oh, welcome home, Casey. <laughs> and Casey's roll. Just remember, Casey, it was yeah. Pablo. That's <laughs> oh, oh, another six. Another six. Reset. Come on, man. Another roll. Fucking fuck. Greg, roll I low, roll really low, roll. Want to see this movie. Hey, me, D, two. That's, no, a, that's one. a one again. <laughs> All 
All right, come on. Oh, do it, do Something it. higher. Uh, six, Casey. You got Courtney to thank. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Amazing. <laughs> Greg's rolling on through as the loser. Oh, my God. So next week, Casey and I will talk about T2. Yeah, good for you. Not Terminator 2. Uh, and Greg will watch Swept Away. You know what? I'm going to watch Terminator 2. Fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now for our final segment, Fuck. we are going to get into an episode Fuck. of Orange You there. Glad. It's the OC <laughs> Corner. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, if they were your true friends, they would think of like Kong lives and what you went through with yeah. that. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, well. Yeah. Too, too bad. <laughs> so... Every week on the show, at the end of the episode, we talk about an episode of the OC Season 2. This episode was called Power of Love. And yet again, we have the best guest ever because you you also watched some of this as much as you could. I attempted to. On YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Now, um, please tell me this episode is entirely about the sweet, sweet Huey Lewis and the News jam, The Power of Love. I wish I could tell you that. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> There is no power Sandy of Eyebrows love. Sandy Eyebrows starts a cover band. Sandy Eyebrows <laughs> and band happens. Oh, come on. <laughs> there is music in this one. It's a very musical episode. Um, so okay. to catch everybody up, previously on the OC, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan and Lindsay are dating. Right. Uh, nobody wants to tell Kirsten whether um, she's Lindsay's friend or sister. Right. Uh, well, she knows. I think she knows. Yeah, but I don't she, know yeah, why that was written being down. Chummy now. They're hanging out. Yeah. Um. Marissa got drunk. Yeah. Um. Made a scene. Yeah. Seth tried to impress Alex by um Getting stealing drunk. a car. Right. He got arrested. And that was weird. Mm-hmm. And now we're into the new episode. Okay. So this episode starts at the Cohen house. Yeah. Um. Ryan's eating breakfast, mm-hmm. and. The phone rings and it's Seth, who is not at the Cohen house. Oh, cool! Because he's he, in jail. No, because oh. he spent the night at Alex's and oh. they boned it out. Oh, yeah. That's, so he okay. needs Seth. He needs Ryan to cover for him I because see. he's not coming home. He's going to go straight to school, and then his parents are going to be like, "Why is he not here?" Yeah, right. And Ryan's like, "Well, great. I have yeah. to cover for you." Okay. Sandy um is in the bedroom and kirsten sneaks up behind him to give him a kiss and is like happy happy anniversary and uh, sandy's like oh yeah uh, anniversary uh, eh? i didn't forget <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to recover from that flub um yeah. and he tells her that he, he has this line where he's like of course I didn't forget. I love you more now than I did when we were married 19 years ago. Yeah, and she's I like... I barely loved you then. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you mean 20 years. Oh. And he's like... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so he's got to have to... He's going to have to make up a plan for this anniversary. Um, so then he deflects by being like, why isn't Seth here? And Ryan tries to lie for him. Um, but his uh, lie sucks. And Sandy guesses that he must have gone out to see his girlfriend all night right yeah so that's what's going on there okay very exciting very good. i have to admit this is not a, this is a bad episode it's not very exciting <laughs> <laughs> um nobody gets shot in this episode yes unfortunately although it's coming we said on the last episode that nobody gets shot and then listener um was it jennifer mm-hmm. v yeah um commented nobody no you're waiting for someone to get shot a eh? dot yeah, dot yeah, dot yeah, yeah, yeah. which got me excited Ooh, i know and then i was disappointed but i yeah. guess soon shootings mm, what you see yeah mm, what, what you see? see so at school ryan <laughs> and seth good. are talking um and zach and summer join them yeah and then here's the thing zach uh 
is asking Zach Summers' boyfriend yeah. is asking Seth about the newest issue of Josh Whedon's run on Amazing X Men. Uh-huh. They're astonishing. Astonishing X Men. <laughs> So yeah, the nerd police. Yeah, <laughs> astonishing X Men. Uh, astonishing. Yeah. Um, and then Zach goes to get coffee, and Summer makes a joke about Seth being in the same clothes, and she's like, "Would you sleep with someone last night or whatever?" And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh," and she realizes that he did go and sleep with Alex, and she's like, "Damn it!" And she's upset. She's like, "He did somebody before we did Zach and I. I'm pissed that well, I didn't... they haven't did. I don't think they've did." <laughs> um. Marissa needs some money and her mom, Julie, is trying to get Marissa to show up for a fancy photo shoot for a local magazine. And she's like, if you do that, I'll give you money. And Caleb's like, or I'll just give her money. Best parenting. Yeah. Uh, And so Caleb gives her money and is like, we shouldn't. Even better. We shouldn't make a dumb lie in our photo about how like pretend like we're not dysfunctional yeah yeah that's right grandpa said this right did you see you only saw half of the episode right because it was i saw the sitcom version yeah of, so of you saw the all episode. the sandy stuff so right? i saw everything with sandy okay i know nothing else of what okay <laughs> um ryan and Lindsay make plans to see each other and pretend that they're studying sandy's at home and this is a scene where he's like reconfirming his um reservation and trying to convince his wife that he had this reservation all along and she doesn't buy it did you see that yes saw all that yeah stuff with the cops everything okay um sandy is gonna ground the kids um and make them stay at caleb's house with julie for the weekend so that they can go away Uh uh-huh which is a bad idea i feel like probably marissa and summer are studying french (laughs) summer is too distracted with seth um, being able to have sex with somebody else before she did. Um, so then Summer decides that she and Zach are ready to bone. Okay. <clears throat> do the did. Yeah. So at mm-hmm. the Cohen's house, Sandy is wondering about how they're going to, like, um, you know, ground the kids. So he goes up to Seth's room to see how the grounding is going. And yeah. Seth is already climbing out the window. Oh, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, just sitting here on the window. Yeah. And then Ryan... Um, is in the pool house making out with Lindsay when Kirsten walks in and it's very awkward because that's her sister making out with uh, Ryan. With her, her pet son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, Sandy and Kirsten debate whether they can trust the boys uh-huh. uh, by you know leaving them home and grounded. I don't know why they think, we'll ground them and leave them home, then they won't do anything. It's like, no, they'll just do whatever they want because you won't be there. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. Uh, right. So uh, Sandy is declaring that the uh, we're still going to celebrate, I swear. Yeah. Um, Sandy goes to talk to Alex at the bait shop and try and tell her, like, hey, so you shouldn't hang out with Seth, I feel like. Like, he doesn't say that she can't be with him, but she's like, he's, like, kind of coming to be nice to her. Was that in your thing? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I only deal with married couples. Yeah, okay. Uh, So, so Seth, I mean, um, Sandy is basically kind of, like, going to her and trying to sort of, like, say, I'm trying to have this weekend, and, like, I'd appreciate if you could, like, straighten Seth out so, like, my wife doesn't lose it. Uh He doesn't basically, he doesn't go and say, like, stay away from my son or whatever. Yeah. Um, Summer goes to Zach and says, like, we should take things to the next level. And he's like, I 100% agree. You should meet my family. 
<laughs> and he's like, that's what he thought she was talking about, not uh, bone zoning. Right. Which I thought was funny. Fair it's like his, his mind just went straight to like, yeah, yeah next yeah. level. My you parents. meet my, my whole family. Yeah. Um, Seth is grounded, but he goes to Alex's apartment anyway after school. And she's like, she basically breaks up with him. Uh, uh, Alex basically says, listen, I didn't have a dad, really. My dad was kind of a piece of shit. So your dad coming to talk to me made me feel like you have like a good thing here and maybe we're messing it up and you should probably like, you know, go back home and kind of give me some space. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. There you go. Yes. I'm sick of this storyline. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Kirsten has decided okay. the boys shouldn't stay with Julie Cooper and uh, uh, she also canceled Seth uh, Sandy's reservation. Oh. Um, she's mad still. Yeah. And so Sandy gets the boys and he's like, you know what? You ruined the anniversary weekend, but Ryan is saying, you know what? I think we're going to have some helping out time. Uh, and we don't know what yet. Yeah. Uh, Zach and uh, Summer lunch with his family. I'll do the Cole's notes here, but basically Summer is kind of ditzy and she hears somebody talking about cashmere and hears cashmere and starts talking about purses because like uh zach's family has been like studying abroad and like being uh, cultured um and so <laughs> there and then summer's like hey you were were you abroad because were you in saint bart's abroad because you heard the four seasons there spectacular and uh, zach's sister is like no i've been helping build an irrigation system in southern india you ding dong yeah, so duh. she's basically being a big airhead while they're being like we're seeing the world and doing right. good yeah so it's not looking good for her no uh, Seth goes to the bait shop to beg his for his job back with um, with with Alex at that bar, mm-hmm. um, and that's when Alex talks about my dad was lousy, didn't put an effort to connect with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's taking new tactics to reach out to you, and you know what? Like, I think you should have a relationship with him, and and not, not me. me. <laughs> Weird. Uh, well, then can Julie, I have a job then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does end up getting the job anyway. Okay, great. Yeah. So then we go to the photo shoot that Julie set up and Marissa brings DJ Yardboy. Yes. Um, and Julie is not happy about that. So she tries no. to pay DJ Yardboy $5,000 to just go away. Oh, no. <laughs> Parenting. Yeah. So she gives him a check and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he doesn't like just know. No. Like, I don't think it's over. <laughs> yeah. He has the check is the po- important part. Wicked. Lindsay and Ryan meet up at the pier where Ryan breaks up with her because it's causing a lot of problems in the Cohen house. Uh-huh. Doesn't seem like you have to do that, but no, okay. Fair enough. Uh, could not be more poorly timed for Lindsay Uh-oh. because Kirsten also told her maybe we should just be friends. Oh, no. Not yeah, sisters. Not sisters. Uh-huh. Because she was awkward about them banging, kissing and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell you what. Don't get to choose that. She's your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the resort trip for Sandy is not happening. So uh, he's going to do dinner at a fancy place. And because the do- the boys are dumb, um, he gets a couple police officers oh. that you saw yep. um, no. that Sandy is friends with to like watch over the house. Keep Seth and Ryan in line. Yeah. So dinner goes what? well. <laughs> Sandy and Kirsten are kind of like, I'm sorry we got into this or whatever. And then the police show up. Was it, did you see that yep, scene? Okay. Yeah. Show up. Please show up and they're like, we fucked up and lost your kids. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And they're like, there's why there's two of you and you had one job. 
<laughs> look after these idiots uh-huh. so sandy's like ah, i think i know where ryan is and where seth are they're at the bait shop so he goes there and guess what happens what? it's a surprise anniversary party for kirsten oh wow sandy set it up with the boys oh my i see had the everything including the cops were alive yeah yeah wow. so guess what he has planned here at the bait shop to be in a band <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> so Sandy's like, I'm going to do a sweet, sweet thing and get on stage with the band and sing Don't Give Up On Me by Solomon Burke. Uh, and then huh? Zach tells Summer he likes her because she's different than his family. Julie tells Marissa that she's better off without DJ because he took that check, uh-huh. uh, even though he doesn't know what he's doing with it yet. Yeah. Ryan and Kirsten talk about Lindsay, and Kirsten tells Ryan to go ask Lindsay to dance, and yeah. like, you can go be with my sister. And then Seth uh, introduces Alex to Kirsten. So a lot of this coming together. That's a lot of things. Yeah. At an event. Yeah. Again. Again. We go outside, and that's where Marissa went uh, after talking to Julie, and DJ comes up, DJ Yardboy, yeah. and tells her that he's not going to take that money, but he's but he's breaking up with her because he thinks Julie is right about um, Marissa kind of using him um, in to get back at you know Ryan and stuff. Right. And also, I'm keeping the money. Well, <laughs> here's what he says as an apology. DJ Yardboy's like, here's the check Julie gave me. She didn't make it out for five thousand dollars. She left it blank and left the name blank too. Disney's blank check part two. Oh, <laughs> so DJ's yeah. like, go shopping on Julie's dime. Why don't you? And she's yeah. like, that's a nice thing for you to do. We're still we're broken up. Yes. Uh, and then we right. go back inside as all of the characters link ar- link up arm and arm and listen to Sandy sing Lyle Lovitz, She's No Lady. And then they're all swaying back and forth and loving it. There's Gross. a lot of, I kind of skipped over it there at the end. Yeah. That's basically it. But there's a lot of Sandy singing. Yeah. He's got he, a band, my friend. When this, that album of his was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got a band and they he goes for it. Yeah. And they all love it. Oh, my God. And very nobody got beat up. Nobody threw any car, any chairs. Something Nobody stole happen, any cars. <laughs> well, it's Casey's episode next. Maybe there's yeah. a nice homecoming episode. For yeah. Him. How was watching half of the episode? Um, <laughs> the sitcom aspect of it, of the, you know, yet again, another husband forgetting a major yeah. milestone anniversary yeah, yeah. was interesting to watch. I was like, oh, all right. I thought this was supposed to be a serious drama, but okay. No, but <laughs> the whole elaborate, we're going to get the cops in to... Yeah. To watch the boys. Oh no, we lost your child. I'm like, well, who are you going to call if the cops lost your child? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah. call the cops. Yeah, because yeah. they were the ones. Yeah, so <laughs> it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I was never a big OC person. Neither no, were we. Kinda We've never seen it before. Past my time, yeah. I was yeah, more of a yeah. me too. Not a two and zero Degrassi yeah. Junior High yeah. disciple. Yeah. So <laughs> all I know about the OC is you know it had a catchy theme yeah, song yeah yeah and i know like who the characters are like in terms of the yeah, actors yeah, and stuff sure. but i well, listen it, well, i've seen a season and a half and that's still all i really know i i'm constantly <laughs> you know surprised when i see when we look at these and they say like you know eight million people watched this yeah, episode yeah. when it came out huge and nothing's going on in nothing. it nothing and I know, and I know Season that two, man. I know that listeners, something. when we were doing nine hundred two and zero, we were like, "This is boring as shit." And I know that some of the listeners don't like us to say that because yeah. we're supposed to be having fun with this ridiculous we show. We learned how to have fun with nine hundred two and zero. Yeah, which I take over this, and we've learned how to have fun I mean, with this. But I want it but it's slogging, to be interesting. This, it has to be interesting. We're ha- we're trying. Yeah, I want to enjoy. Yeah, this stuff. <laughs> we like, had one listener be like, "Hey, stop doing this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy I used to work with. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it, Dan, it's being considered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, how many how many seasons did they do? Four. Of the OC? Oh wow. Yeah, that's I it. Just, eh? I need to 
I would have thought there'd be more. I can't stop. Yeah. We have to at least finish season two. Yeah. And we're waiting for someone to get like, yeah. Yeah. Accidentally shot like on the SNL skip. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the episode it is. of the OC, and that's the episode of See You Next Wednesday. That's right. Uh, thank you so much for coming and being our amazing, amazing guest. Yeah, man. And doing so much work. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know a a lot of it was, was fun. And just to, <laughs> to hear you discuss Kong Lives and how you <laughs> tried to acquire it, that was worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, please, please, please go to modernsuperior.com and listen to Changing Reels. It is so good. You'll come, uh, you'll come out with new movies that you want to see. Yes. Um, and like I was saying before the, the show, you guys did an episode on Beyond the Lights. And I think that's a really good example of a movie that I know got really good reviews and was a really interesting movie and was kind of off to the side of I'm going to get to it. I never did. And then I saw that you guys did the episode. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put it back up on my watch list to watch because I, I think your mo- your show will turn people on to those movies that they've probably heard of. But haven't got to yet yeah and, and a i lot love of the that. stuff that we cover you can um get on dvd yeah some of it might even be streaming on, on mm-hmm. netflix so yeah. we try and keep it as niche Ex- as yeah. it is we're yeah, still yeah. accessible for yeah. sure that's yeah. great i love it so changing reels it'll be your new favorite podcast go go get it add it to your feed mm-hmm. um and otherwise we will see you next wednesday yeah. uh goodbye internet oh wait do you have a Twitter you want to tell people to follow you on? or? Oh, uh, yeah. They can follow me personally at Small Mind. Yeah. And you can follow our show at Changing Reels AC. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So follow them as well on Twitter. Uh, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Internet. What's our sign off this week? Welcome back, Casey. Yeah. Next week, you have to listen to some... I Honestly, Casey's probably turned off the podcast by now. Um, <laughs> let's fucking go. No, uh, He's got some shit. He's got to like listen to like four hours. Like, I want a full recap of all of what he's missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, want yeah. like it's all six albums. Episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. we're waiting, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday. Welcome back, Casey. And fuck you. Yeah. This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.